0: Fox Sports Radio.
2: Radio. Our production department must be in an altered state when they put our opens together.
3: They forgot something. People must go. Pretty important, isn't What, it? The hell what, is is what am I going to say? I mean, that's a lot of creativity, but some copy was missing. TJ, uh, <laughs> The Last
2: Red Eye, the new movie coming up. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show here at Fox Sports Radio. FoxSportsRadio.com and iHeartRadio was a long version of Personal Jesus. We're live from the Geico Studios where fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent or more in car insurance. For more info, visit Geico.com. Do you like
3: the original or do you like the Johnny you're Cash own, when he was chained to all those wa- water heaters he keep singing every song that, that's ever been written? No, no, no. I, I like the I like the uh, Depeche yeah, version. Yeah, I like the cash version. You're you're own, um, yeah. Sounds personal. a little more uh more more desperate and, and needy to find it. You know? Okay. All right, well, so, like there's really something yeah. internalized there as opposed to I'm just singing a song. Wow.
2: That's pretty deep. Yeah. Are you in an altered state right now with like like the guys that made that I might be. Are you?
3: All right, you sure? I mean, I'm not even here, so it doesn't matter. Hey, are any of us here, <laughs> man? We're not really here. Does uh, anybody know what really know what time it is? <laughs> Does anybody really care? <laughs> uh meanwhile.
2: In the NBA, it's early in the first quarter. However, Golden State a nine-point lead over Portland right now, tw- making an eleven-point lead, twenty-two to eleven. It was earlier tonight. Washington beat Atlanta one hundred nine, one hundred one, and Houston, despite a huge night from Russell Westbrook, fifty-one points, thirteen assists, and ten rebounds. It's the Rockets who are up two zip. Final seconds tick away. Game over. The Rockets were down by as many as 15, struggled all night long, and fought back and take it 115-111, to 111, and now lead this series two games to none. Rockets Radio on the call. James Harden, 35 points, 8 assists. He was 18 out of 20. From the free throw line, 37 free throws overall. Go to the bench. Go to the, the bench. Rockets. Take
3: that for data. Take that for data.
2: What? We'll, we'll help you pay your fine there. Don't worry about it, Mr. Fisdale. Oh,
3: he's not needing any help. Mike Conley, he, who he spoke for, he's got, <laughs> what is it, $153 million? Yeah, here you go. He's just, it. he's like Shawshank Redemption. He's shaking out that 30 grand out of his pocket while he's walking the yard. But this is a
2: night. The first thing people are going to say is, oh, I hate Russell Westbrook. See, I know the hero ball doesn't work. He's 17 out of 43 from the field, which is really
3: bad. But well, just go to the fourth quarter. Just, just, just you got to encapsulate the fourth quarter. But though. every, I, I get it. I, but everybody's got to just. You can't have
2: it both ways with Russell Westbrook when he single-handedly had them up at the break. It was all Russell Westbrook. He was having a phenomenal first half. But this is what happens when you're the only player on a team where everybody else is dead from the neck up. You're only going to be able to sustain it for so long. I mean, really, what, what else? What do people expect from Russell Westbrook? What do you of course, you're he's going to miss shots. Who else is going to be taking those shots? Really, it was Russell Westbrook should defer to Oladipo. He should defer and pound the ball inside to Steven Adams. I mean, really, there's nobody on this team. There's Steven Adams else. attempted three shots. There's nobody else. And, and it's why Russell Westbrook plays hero ball the way he does, because there is no one else. You know, Kevin Durant playing with Russell Westbrook as long as he did, still found a way to make shots to be a top-five NBA player. You can say, oh, he didn't like the way Westbrook's game got a little too selfish. But Durant still found a way to get shots. They still found a way to win. They still found a way to get to NBA Finals. So it's not like suddenly Westbrook is, oh, this is the guy he's been as long. He's doing it now because there's nobody else. There's nobody else. And if he didn't take shots and they lost and it was, I'm dishing the ball out to Singler or Ennis Cantor or Oladipo, people would say, oh, why is he not taking shots at the end? Everybody wants to have it both ways and just
3: hate on Russell Westbrook. Robertson with 12. Doug McDermott. Uh, then tied. The, yeah, he had 11 uh, oh, along with Dougie. Oladipo o- along the way. They, they didn't get to the foul line much. Westbrook only with four turnovers, but he was 4 of 18 uh, in the fourth quarter, including missing a couple of wide open shots. And then when he was contested, he did a, a lot of body contorting, trying to draw contact instead of going up, just going up for the shot, which I thought was interesting. One foul call that wasn't. Uh, most guys for the histrionics after such a display would get a technical foul. They're not calling it in that (laughs) circumstance. He's like, all right, we're just not going to whistle it because we obviously blew that one, and you move on. But you did a lot of the damage when James Harden was on the bench. He wasn't the big offensive force that led them in the comeback. He was doing a lot of fist pumping while still in his sweats on the sideline while you had my guy, Lou Williams. Ah. Lou Williams getting it done. Uh, as well as Eric Gordon. They combined to score 43 points. Gordon plus 15, Williams plus 18, six of 10 from three combined. You know, And, and that's the thing is that
2: for everybody that hates Russell Westbrook and wants to say, see, he's single-handedly losing the game. Nobody says anything when he wins the games. But this is how the series was supposed to go. Dear Westbrook haters, from everybody who realizes how brilliant Russell Westbrook is as a basketball player, Number one, the only way they have a chance to win is if he plays like this. Number two, this is how it was supposed to go. The Rockets are a better team. James Harden actually has options. Patrick Beverly is pretty bleeping good. You're talking about the two guys that should finish 1-2 for sixth man of the year coming off the bench in Gordon and Lou Williams. 43 points. These guys are terrific. They have really good talent outside of James Harden. That's why they finished as high as they did in the West, and that's why Russell Westbrook and the Thunder finished lower. This is what's supposed to happen. They're supposed to lose this series. They're not supposed to win. They're supposed to lose because Houston is the better team. But people just get blood in their eye about Russell Westbrook go, oh, yeah, it's all up. Wait till you see the hate that comes out after tonight. Was, oh, 17 out of 43. What's he doing? Really, I you know it's 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 people are determined no matter what to say I'm gonna cherry pick my arguments on Westbrook and just fuck well he didn't shoot very well where would they be without
3: him where would they be if he's so bad for the team where would they be without him wouldn't have built that fifteen point lead for sure See, I'm agreeing with you that's not a way to start a night well it's, look it'll go sideways I'm sure in no time flat but I've seen the meme making the rounds already a lot of pictures with. Russell Westbrook's head on top of Philip Seymour Hoffman's body. <laughs> Rain man uh, If Steph Curry has the night that
2: Russell Westbrook has, is everybody saying Steph Curry, what are you doing shooting? That that look at this. I always No, people aren't saying. It. If Kevin Durant has a night like that, Well, they should Pauline say it Leonard because he's got, actually like got that, other guys to pass to. But nobody does. It's it like it's you you can't cherry pick your argument when it comes to somebody and go, Well, I'm gonna focus on this part about Westbrook. See the I, really it, it's it's certain points I throw my hands up and go what what do you want to do? What, what 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 do you want to do? Especially when you get to a play that no matter how good you are, if stuff doesn't get whistled your way, how do you expect to win? The Jason Smith show Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios breaking down the Rockets 115-111 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. With under 2 minutes to go. All right, now now think about this with all of this going on. Now let me throw this on top of it. With under two minutes to go, Russell Westbrook is fouled shooting a three. He waits, gets Eric Gordon in the air, jumps for the shot, and Eric Gordon falls into him. That's a foul. That's a foul every single time, every single play in NBA seasons. That's a foul. Westbrook's shot, of course, is off, but he's trying to get to the free throw line, trying to slow the game down, taking a three. He knew it. He knew I could get Gordon in the air, who's going to leap at me, and... He puts up an air ball, but Eric Gordon slams into him. And Westbrook stands up and goes, Where's the foul call? Beverly gets the rebound, throws it deep to Eric Gordon, who goes in for a layup. Timeout. Billy Donovan comes all the way across the floor to call a timeout, and it's a 10-point game. All right. At that point, 114-104, the game's over. That's a 5 0 swing because Westbrook's at the free throw line. Let's say he doesn't make, let's say he makes two out of three. That's two more points and two less points. And when you talk about a game that came down to it was a three, four-point game, now it's a tie game when you're coming down the stretch. I, I Stuff like that, I, I fail to, to understand how that's not whistled. I, I, I mean, every replay, a kid that watches basketball for five seconds, give him a whistle, would go, oh, yeah, that's a foul. You can't just you know, jump into him and fall. That's a foul for everybody else. But it's not a foul call for Russell Westbrook. I mean come on I mean it it's it's hard enough with all the Russell Westbrook haters that are going on you know in the media and fans and everybody else and the players it's enough when you got Russell Westbrook haters that are calling the games in the black and white shirts
3: Missed call swallow the whistle on on that one sure i i guess i mean depending on your angle maybe you didn't think he got much and flew past him cuz Westbrook was flopping all over the floor trying to get calls most of the fourth quarter sure. on every shot, but this is where and, and then and you are, and, and, and no, a
2: professional referee knows
3: the difference. But depending on your angle, you you may have thought that he just came over the top and didn't actually graze him, right? And he was just he was falling down on every shot attempt. And there were a number of times where it's the old I'm jumping up and now I'm gonna full on lean and bowl you over. And <laughs> hey, that's your fall. Like I've never understood that. It's much like the if I come towards you in the lane and I run you over. It's an offensive foul, but if I'm Shaquille O'Neal or someone with a large posterior and I back you down and you fall down, it's either a blocking foul or it's a no-call. So there's still some of that with the NBA. But in this case, I think the guy, just from where he was on the court, didn't think there was enough contact, thought it was a little bit of flopping.
2: The only way that's not a foul, and I understand it not being called, if it's the WWE and by script the referee is... Has his head turned? You leave Danny Davis to alone yell, to yell at Mister Fuji or somebody else, and then a foreign object comes out, and someone gets knocked out. And the referee looks back, and goes, oh, one, two, three. "Oh, it's over. We have a new intercontinental champion, everybody. Randy Macho Man Savage." That's the only way that that doesn't get called.
3: Might have also thought at that point, like, look, no, nothing you could have done as a defender. He wasn't making that shot. He was mm. so ice cold at that point that you weren't giving him the call. What do you got, Golden Headphones?
4: Or perhaps that ref has a lot of money riding on James Harden as the MVP. Oh, the how dare you? Oh, wow. You're going to – referees
2: having money ride? David Stern just turned over in his, in his basement good. as he carves out figurines of Chris Paul Good, listening to the show.
3: Yeah, he just smirked
2: because it was good referees for the have, game. <laughs>
3: referees have money on James you Harden. You take money. Winning the MVP. you uh, He's not winning. Look, any any kind of MVP for the postseason. Would, it doesn't matter.
2: This this series was supposed to go this way. It was a great game, yeah. and I give Houston a lot of credit for coming back because, look, that's the game this was. But this was supposed to happen, and uh, you know, I, I just have to realize. You know what I got to do? I have to just realize. Sometimes, like I always say, the the most difficult part of my life is I don't have to argue with people who don't use logic and that's become more and more apparent in the world arguing with people that don't don't use logic i just have to realize that you know what but you're I, also assuming that let, you're the logical one oh, i know i'm the logical one i have to let the non logical people just have their non logical say and blow it off just say illogical i i illogical. just got to have like non logical
3: is non logical a word
2: no uh i don't know i was <laughs> I, no non logical illogical non
3: when i was young i feel life was so-
2: Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. I have an English degree from Syracuse. We'll hear a super tramp coming up next here on the show. You want to get in. Phone number is 877-99 on Fox. Straight ahead, we get into the National Football League. A big day in the NFL from many different ways. Fox Sports Radio. When I did a show, I used the word non-logical. Was it a word? We didn't know if it was a word. So we went to the dictionary, and we looked up the definition of non-logical, and found out it was a
3: word, it was a word, it was a word. I was right! Still couldn't hit a note to save your soul, but the fact of the matter is it's non-logical either with a hyphen or, or without- and I am still convinced that this was a word that was misused so frequently that the people running the dictionary file said, ought to hell with it. The just people, put it in. The,
2: the people running the dictionary.
3: Well, just saying, it's it's we. there are words that get added in. Not that they were correct, because yes. but people would either misspell them routinely, or they'd add suffixes and prefixes that made no sense. It's like, all right, just add it. As president of the dictionary, I'm decreeing. That what? There's a, there's a blue ribbon warriors. committee that has to make these decisions. You just can't do it willy nilly. <laughs> it's not like the urban dictionary where you could just kind of add things give me, yourself. You mean Mr. Webster? <laughs> He's dead. His descendants and people running that business now. Who's in charge of this dictionary anyway? <laughs> I don't know. We want to know. Miriam got listed first. So is Miriam the, the winner in that battle? <laughs>
2: Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen, live from the Geico Studios. Quick update from the NBA. Golden State on top of Portland, 33-17, end of the first quarter. Remember, Golden State playing without Kevin Durant. They're resting him as a precautionary measure so far. Are not missing him. Balance scoring across the board. Klay Thompson has eight. Steph Curry's got six. Draymond's got three. Look, all the starters are plus 12, plus 13. So it's been all Golden State Warriors end of the first quarter. And if you missed what we were talking about with Non-Logical, hey, after the show is over, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to Google Play, download the podcast, get the entire show, whatever you want. It is right there at your fingertips. Like I said, right after the show is over, it goes up. You can listen, download it, give us five stars, rate us. We will love you absolutely forever and ever. Uh, We'll have more from the NBA the night that was coming up. We'll get back into the Thunder and the Houston Rockets. But today, a day in the NFL, which started with the most shocking story in, in quite some time, the suicide of Aaron Hernandez, a former Patriots tight end who just got cleared uh, in a double murder case, still serving life without parole for the murder of Odin Lloyd a couple of years ago. Uh, killed himself, apparently, Killed himself today in his prison cell, hanging himself. And some of the details are a little difficult. It's a little, just to warn you, it's it's a little, you know, it's a little in depth here. But we got to tell you exactly what happened. Um, Hernandez was found this morning unresponsive in his cell just after three a.m. He was in a single cell. He hanged himself using a bed sheet he attached to the cell window. He tried to block the door from the inside by jamming the door with various items. Law enforcement also told ABC News Hernandez was found with John 316 written across his forehead. The phrase you see people hold up at, at baseball games, sporting events, John 316 is translated as, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When I get up this morning, my wife said to me, Hey, uh, Aaron Hernandez is dead. I said, What? And she said, Yeah, he killed himself. He hung himself in his cell. And I said, but he just won. It didn't, it didn't make sense. And for following this story, yes, Aaron Hernandez is someone who was in prison for life for killing somebody and most likely did this other one, but somehow got off. It didn't make sense that. He killed himself. I, I I maybe it's maybe it's me just watching too much TV and seeing how things happen in prison, when I'm watching The Wire or something else, or some show where you know that people can sneak stuff into prison and guards leave cell doors unlocked and you can get inside someone's cell if you need to, and you can send a message, you can stab all of these different things. The suicide and it still doesn't make sense. Even with the, the new information about 316 written on his on his forehead on the wall, because he'd been in prison for so long. Just realistically looking at why i'm 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 sketchy that he committed suicide he was in there for so long and he stayed and he just won he just won his case against the two men that he was accused of killing back in 2012 the lawyer who helped him was about to jump on his case this is the lawyer who got got Casey Anthony off was about to jump on his case and say there are many holes in his in his conviction of Odin Lloyd in the murder of Odin Lloyd. So I want to start looking into that. For him, things were looking up in that for the first time it's well, I just got cleared from this case and now this guy wants to take my case and get involved in, and I have it I have appeals left with what's going on. It doesn't make sense because of that. And I understand that Massachusetts has a law and this plays into it too that if you die in prison Before you have exhausted all your appeals, it's one of the few states in the country where your record is expunged. Whatever crime you're in prison for, you didn't commit. So now Aaron Hernandez has protected his estate from anybody who wants to come after money, whatever it is, because it's like his conviction for Olden Lloyd never happened. There's no evidence that can be introduced in trial. It's a really backwards and and crazy law that many states have gotten rid of. So I know the prevailing opinion is that, well, this is why he protected his estate. He just won. And I understand that if he's from the perspective of this is as good as it's going to get for me. I won here. I still have my appeal left over here. But no, if I kill myself, this conviction is going to get thrown out like it never happened. And my legacy, the money, whatever it is, my family can then move on. That's the only thing I can think of because none of the rest of it makes sense. It just just doesn't fit that now this is when he does it.
3: I confused my wife terribly because she... Got got up and was getting ready for work. I'm passed out. Uh, she shakes me awake. because "Hey, Aaron Hernandez, say suicide." So I sat up and just went, "Huh." She goes, "What?" And immediately you, the the brain starts going, "Well, he just had this go on, and and you start thinking of all the different pieces, much like you did." And she's like, "You're really contemplating this now." I'm like, "Oh no, this isn't just a one. Oh, oh, that's." Strange and, mm-hmm. and and move on. It was all right. There's a lot more to this, and when you go into the the legalese of you, you protect whatever money is still there. I, I'd have to get someone who's very well versed in terms of the NFL pensions and such. In terms of what that all means, in terms of other monies might that might still be owed to his daughter and his longtime fiance. There, there's there's a lot that goes goes into that part of the process as well and and there were reports that he'd been more talkative the last few days that there'd been a little bit of a change in his countenance so you, you you're trying to piece this all together but the suicide at this moment when you've got you, you didn't get convicted uh, of those two murders and this opened the door perhaps to where with with the right legal help you're looking at an exhaustive long appeal forthcoming but still the potential that eventually your life imprisonment gets commuted gets gets thrown out, maybe you know in, in a new trial under appeal that that something changes in in that whole process and so that that just sat with me and again, I think a victim of too many law and orders and and all the serials uh that that I've watched
2: through the yeah years. I mean maybe I that mean, maybe that's what it is because all, all the evidence seemingly look well you 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 couldn't get in from the inside stuff was jammed in the door his none, none of his relatives think he did it his former agent doesn't think he did it they want an investigation into it but you know, there's just so many things that i th- i think of the two guys that he was accused of killing i mean you know they were involved in gangs and, and, and there's retaliation that happens i mean look i don't know i, I mean obviously i don't know but I just my gut reaction when this went as soon as my wife woke me up and said Aaron handles, i said that doesn't make sense That doesn't make now. There is they're looking into whether or not he smoked synthetic marijuana, and maybe he just had a bad few moments, whatever it was, and and lost his mind and said this is it, or it was whatever it was. But it it still it just doesn't make sense. There's still
3: just a lot of questions that need to be answered in terms of what went on after bed check and and before three o'clock this morning, pronounced dead at four o seven a.m. You know, a lot of people wondering aloud about CTE. Will his body be? examined will that that be found in the process you know just trying to make sense of it all and and a lot of the the talk today was you know a lot of finger wagging at people who knew him Mm -hmm. and the pouncies and friends and like you're not you're not connecting one to the other people can have separate personalities and act different ways around folks but we all have people that we've known or or know that that maybe done some terrible things and they're, they're still family or, or they were friends when you grew up. I certainly know folks that I, it was long beyond when we were communicating, but guys that are connected to gang stuff back in Chicago that that are serving long terms. And it's like, wow, you would have never thought it would go down necessarily that path. So I understand to a degree that you're still going to maybe not as – straightforward uh, sticking up for who they were, but you can understand that they're still part of them, that there's an attachment, especially if you grew up together or or they're part of your family. So that's the other part that plays in all this. And you now have a number of families torn apart and folks that, you know, you still have these people that, that are dead, you know, whatever. And now you add Aaron Hernandez and answers that you may never get in terms of how this all went down.
2: Twitter at How About A Fresca, the Jason Smith show, Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. It was a much different day for Hernandez's team from a couple of different perspectives. New England Patriots visited the White House. Well, half of them did. And boy, was there some craziness. We'll get into that part of it coming up next. It's Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Right now, Tom Looney with What's Trending. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO and find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Well, today was the day the New England Patriots visited the White House. Half of them. Half of them. (laughs) Half of them. A few of them. 68 were invited. Yep. 34 attended. Tom Brady did not go, which we'll get to in a couple of seconds. Mm -hmm. Rob Gronkowski did go. Legend. And Gronk provided maybe the highlight of the day. When he actually interrupted Sean Spicer's press briefing to see if Spicer needed any help.
4: Can I just need some help? I think I got this, but thank you. Uh, maybe. i you. All right, thanks, man. I'll see you in a minute.
1: Uh,
4: hold on one second. All right, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> that was, you that think was, he wanted to turn and start
2: cool. cursing at him? Sean, Sean Spicer has been so maligned lately. How does he not let Gronk at least walk up and take a couple of questions? You know, I mean, how, how do you not at least, you know, let, let me let let me just try to win. A couple of minutes here, and Gronk can come up and answer a couple of questions, and then we can we can move on.
3: Who's running the show around there? The one, That's the listen, larger question. Listen,
2: no, no, no. Well, there's a larger question about it, but <laughs> just think—you know—you'd have Gronk up there, and someone would say, "Okay, I got four topics to talk about. I got A's, B's, C's, and D's." So I'd raise a hand and go, "Uh, what's D's, Rob?" And he would say, "D's nuts." Yo
3: soy fiesta.
2: <laughs> Where's the D's nuts drop? <laughs> I set you up for a wow. in D's nuts. Wow. You play a Yossoy He went honky tonk
3: man and just broke the, what is wrong broke the guitar you, over the Snyder. back of your skull. Oh my god. Wow. It was all
2: set up for a D's, nuts. D's no. nuts. No. No, now you blew it. Now forget it. Five laps around the street. That was, that was Russell laps.
3: Westbrook laying one up wow. for one of his teammates and then missing a dunk. No, but right there.
2: But that's the thing. The the the, the you know, you, you can agree, disagree with, with the White House and, and 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 that's fine. But the casualness of this White House is so incredibly casual. I mean, that that's the thing. You know, the activity that happens from Mar-a-Lago, you know, bombings that are ordered while he's eating chocolate cake, the fact that Donald Trump gets most of his news watching Fox News, you know, the fact he goes on Twitter... And, 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 you know, at odd times to tweet out stuff, whatever he feels like, the casualness of this White House is the point where Gronk can go, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to walk up and see if I can walk into the press briefing. Because you know why? Because, you know, why not? Everything else is casual with the White House. Why not Lee go up and do it? There's just,
3: there's nobody to stop him from walking in that door. Man, this this isn't a... You know, Kellyanne
2: Conway's couch picture when she's got her shoes off on the couch. Everything about this White House is so casual. I can't believe people still wear suits. And it's fine to, to lack, get lax a little
3: bit. This is the press briefing.
2: <laughs> Job. I'm going to walk in and just say, you need any help. Because, you know, the guy needs help. That's how casual the White House but is. But the
3: fact that it shows that Rob Gronkowski is a little more in tune with what's going on politically than... Pre- and. And in pop culture and in in the way our our world goes, then then perhaps anybody would have expected.
4: Go ahead, Goldenebos. You need some help? (laughs) And Sean Spicer's dumb, but he's not that dumb. If he lets Gronk come to the podium and take questions for him, his job is gone. (laughs) Well... No, you kidding? Trump loves Gronk. He loves the Patriots. No, Spicer's gone. Yeah, no, he His would job. let
2: Spicer do it. No, oh, no, no, no. Gronk, you think no. Gronk's taking over that no, job? because Gronk would get hurt at some point. After like two or three briefings, he would get hurt. You and then could he'd be do a better job.
4: Of, of course Gronk would take that job from him in a second. No, you, know what,
2: you know why Gronk would be great? Because they would ask, hey, Rob, uh, how are the meetings with Russia going? Yeah, you know, I don't know about that. Ask me something else. <laughs> you know what number I like? 69.
3: No, that was a sixty nine. You're missing entire Alex Heitcher, what is wrong with you tonight? He might have been uh hanging out with the guys that created the open. What? Oh my <laughs> god. It said you a whole step. but I'd like to see R- Gronk do it. Thought it was an interesting twist to the visit. It, all right? You added something a little different and it gave people something else to talk about, something kind of fun. But again, you'd like to see one or two questions asked of Gronkowski.
2: One of the other highlights of the Patriots' visit to the White House was Danny Amendola, who was not at the White House, but President Trump apparently didn't know that. No one told him, and still no one told him. The fourth down conversion by Danny
1: Amendola. Where's Danny? Where's Danny? Way to go, Danny. <laughs> it's...
2: Is Dan- Was Jeff Fisher telling him who the players were on the team? Hey, he you know, didn't Brand- say Danny Woodhead. Brandon and Danny are pretty good, and you know, we got to make sure we stop them. Where's Danny? Danny's not here, sir. All right, I'll just keep going on. Who is here? Anybody I know is here? Is there anybody? I know Brady's not here. I'll call him, yeah. He's not coming to Mar-a-Lago ever again. Who else is here I know? Anybody? Oh, Gronk's doing a briefing? but,
3: but right, again, fine. But again, it comes back to who who's running the— the sheet he didn't write that who wrote that that guy should be berated behind closed door i don't care who's in office right this is not any side it's you got to do your job you're supposed to make make the executive look good and you you made it look terrible now you you see only 34 arrived and and maybe you could scan through and and you know who who he is but absent of that you should at least have some up-to-date data on the sheet. Once guys, you know, go through nine levels of security to get through the front door. <laughs> so wait a minute.
2: You want someone with data? Yeah. Oh. That makes Takes sense. that for data. That's who we he get. He can do that. We'll put David Fisdale in charge. We'll
3: cover that $30,000 like debt the way you to the think. NBA in no time mm-hmm. flat. But
1: they're not going to rook us.
3: <laughs> David
2: Fisdale, how do you feel about Russia's involvement with the election? Explain it to me. That's not bad. Hey, what do you think if I'm playing chess with the president and I put pawn to queen two? What what, what do you think is going to happen there? But they're not going to rook us.
3: Oh, that's
2: what he would use. All right. Very good. Okay. I
3: really thought I was going to hear these nuts just to screw with you. Jason
2: Smith into the game. He had it blocked.
3: <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show. I mean, it.
2: at the White House, I fully expect people to be wearing like Bermuda shirts and shorts and flip flops and you know Spicer to be holding a golf club when he comes. Today's the, only Wednesday. The casual, casual
3: Friday, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt day is thirty six
2: hours. No ago. one with shoes on. I mean that that's why the, would you? The fact that Gronk can walk into the press briefing. When, who knows what Sean Spicer is talking about? And just go. You need any help? Like just the just because. You know, the overall image of Sean Spicer is the guy needs help. And I, I mean help in his image is, you know, look, Melissa McCarthy's playing on SNL every single week. The fact that Gronk can walk up to the press secretary and he can come in and say, But that's the line, you need help. I mean, that's the line that we we figured out to use when he comes in. We you need some help because everybody knows you need help.
3: <laughs> could have made could have played it off. That could
2: have been a good oh, bit. I love it. Oh, let him take questions. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at how about a Fresca. That's Twitter at how about a Fresca. Coming up next, you're not gonna believe the athlete trending the highest on social media, not named Russell Westbrook, and a superstar athlete is pregnant. But is she really pregnant? Yes, she is. But is she really pregnant? Yes, she is. But is she really pregnant? Yes, she is. is, she really yes, she is. Fox. Good news, good news, cuckoo, cuckoo. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Well, it was earlier today, a photo that was taken, posted, and deleted hit the internet. Serena Williams was pregnant, but then she wasn't. And then it was confirmed that, oh, oh my, oh wait a minute, what's happening now? Oh, wait a minute, interrupting the Serena Williams conversation. Oh my goodness, it's, it's, it's Bruce Juice. Aw, uh, you guys all
3: suck. Da, 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 da. You guys happy? <laughs> you guys feel happy now? You guys happy about that? I don't know, you fell into the old sports sportscaster cliche of playing Bruce Springsteen. Everybody loves Bruce. Nobody more than guys that work in sports talk. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come to each of your
2: houses at some point when your sports life is going awful. And I'm going to stand outside with a bleeping megaphone. Hey, buddy. And I'm going to be there all day. And when the cops come over, I'm going to say, no, I get to stay here because I'm going to troll all of these people for everything
3: they've ever done to me in my life. All right, as we're sitting here in the Geico studios, tomorrow we'll have the, the Blackhawks who might get swept yeah, they're oh, the number one seed. I'm going to bring in by a megaphone for that game, too. The White Sox over-under for the season, 69 and a half wins. Hey, Gronk, what do you think about that number? Sorry, good. Uh, take the over. These <laughs> nuts! Or maybe the under. I'm not sure. But the effect the of the matter is, you know, other than the Bulls with their 2-0 lead on the Celtics, Bears still stink. I got Mark Sanchez. Yeah, that's the- So you know what? You can keep your threats. No, no And no. you can beat
2: I'm it. I'm going to come and troll you with Northwestern Basketball. <gasps> oh, no, Who North was Western. in the tournament? And I'm going to, doesn't matter. I'm still going to troll you and figure out a
3: bad way to bring up Evan Eschermeyer. No, we went as far in the, that tournament as you did in the NIT. So beat it. No, no. I'm going to still find a way to come with a megaphone. And I'm hey, going to make hey. your life. And then I'm just you. Know, going to yell out the window, go find those other 100 wins. Yeah. And they're okay. not sitting around the Geico Studios. No. They're going to come <laughs> and say,
2: wow. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. that. What kind of laugh was that?
3: Eh, bordering on evil. Then Maniacal. I'm going to,
2: then I'm going to Frostburg's.
3: And I'm gonna and Frostburg's You leave him alone. That's gonna
2: be it. I mean, Frostburg, he's going to sit there and go, oh, my God, he's going through the entire 1990 Lakers seasons when we had Sed and Van Exel. And oh, my goodness, he's going through all our We are
4: <laughs> Live from the Geico Jail studio with
2: Jason
3: Smith. For stalking. And oh, by the way, Alex Harassment. Teichert, Alex Tyshirt.
2: you couldn't play the bleep and right Gronk, but no, you got the Bryce Harper grand slam from tonight right. You got
3: that right when it was time to play it. Yeah. Well he knew the pressure was on. So when it was go time, Dyshirt really stepped up. You know, Stroom. as big a night as as he has, oh, by the way, Edith,
2: Jay Bruce is the only person anybody's talking about on social media in baseball, not Bryce Harper and his two home runs. Bieber Harper does not cut it. It's fake news. Jay Bruce with two home runs. Bruce juice, yo.
3: The guy you wanted to kill. Hey, Never figuratively of. speaking.
2: Wait a minute. I always loved Jay Bruce. You're looking around? I'm, looking I'm around still see here. You, see if anyone's going to call me a liar. I'm looking around. What are, you, yeah, are you waiting I, for lightning I to love, strike? What are, you, loved, what are you talking about? I've always loved Jay Bruce. And I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said a bad word hey, about Jay Hey, that flesh Bruce.
3: neck brace looks good on you. You wear it well. Bruce Juice, two home runs tonight for the Mets, TJ.
2: The Mets dancing in the dark with a 5-4 win over the Philadelphia Phillies, which, of course, Philadelphia... Very close to Jersey and a Jersey girl, TJ. Uh, The story we were first talking about when I thought we were going to have a fun WWE moment with Jay Bruce (laughs) entering the (laughs) ring was Serena Williams' pregnancy. Yeah. Best tennis player in the world. uh, Puts out a picture on social media earlier today. A selfie she took of herself that says 20 weeks. Which, of course, people think, oh, she's pregnant and she's 20 weeks. And she looks like she could be pregnant. But then the picture is taken down. And nobody knows. And now her rep finally confirmed earlier today that, yes, Serena Williams is pregnant. She's not playing again the rest of the season. This means she won the Australian Open while she was pregnant if she was 20 weeks pregnant. Now we're going to get into that. But I guarantee you two things happen today when you're trying to figure out what happened with Serena Williams. Why was she pregnant? Why was she not? I guarantee you one of two things happened. She didn't like the image? No, no. Number one, she took the picture to send to somebody. To say, hey, this is me at 20 weeks. And she accidentally posted it on social media. Or she took the picture just to have a track record of her, what she to looked document like and things weeks, sure. and accidentally sent it out on social media. Because the fact that she didn't say anything, nothing else, means she wasn't ready to make this announcement yet. So I guarantee you one of those two things happened. The other thing is now, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I'll play one here. Maybe athletes, because of their build, carry babies differently, but. That does I I don't know that's tw- that's five months pregnant and Serena Williams does not that does not look five months pregnant I mean I've seen plenty of women who are five months pregnant that doesn't look five months that's twenty weeks that's five months that's my that's my one maybe eh, that could be why it was deleted take it who knows but that that she doesn't look five months there like I said I'm not a doctor. Maybe it's just me, but that doesn't look five months. Am
3: I wrong that I don't pay attention that much?
2: You don't remember what you what your wife looked like when when she was carrying your children? Uh, no, really, you don't remember at all. You don't have pictures. Five no, months? No, not you much. gotta take selfies like Serena did. Not us. You
3: got it. No, you You've didn't met my wife. No pictures. There's not. No, I'm no, f- not on SnapFace and all that. <laughs> Nothing on Instant Chat for you. No, she she subscribes to the no days off policy and <laughs> and no <laughs> selfies and no on selfies. Snapface.
2: No, it's not, it's, it's not her game, so
3: no. I, 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 I tell
2: you, I don't know. That That's the one part I go, eh, I don't know if that's 20 weeks.
4: What do you got, Gold phones? You just don't realize how big her stomach is in the picture because of her butt.
2: Oh, <laughs> Frostberg from you over know, the
3: top. When you put it in that context, <laughs> now that I look at it again, no, it, it's still. Yeah.
2: Tell you what, Frostberg's hot tonight. He's he's hitting them so far. He's like three for three. He's well, like, plus that Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, he's like the Rockies hitting off Kershaw. Oh! Scoreboard, baby, scoreboard. (laughs) Coming up next, we get back to the biggest story of the NBA, the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Bruce, juice. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside. Hour two of the Jason Smith Show at Fox Sports Radio, foxsportsradio.com, and iHeartRadio. Update right now from the NBA at halftime. Portland has withstood the early run by Golden State. It's still a 55-46 lead for the Warriors at halftime. Remember, the Warriors playing tonight without Kevin Durant, sitting out with his with his strain. The Warriors, quote, erring on the side of caution, and right now they're up nine at halftime. Now I'm going to ask you a question, uh, Mike Harmon. If, yeah. If, if you are ready to answer this question. I'm always ready
3: to answer right. whatever Do you at- wish to, ponder and. Pose as a gift for me.
2: At halftime. Yeah. The leading scorer of the Golden State Warriors is, I'll give you, hang on, one, two, three, four. I will give you hang on 234 i will give you 5 guesses for the Golden State Warriors leading scorer at halftime. Knowing full well that we've been doing a show and kind of watching the game out of the corner of our eye as, as we can and, you know, in, in breaks and stuff. I, I This is just to, to prove a point. I'll give you five guesses. For the Golden State Warriors' leading score at halftime. Well,
3: that means it's going to be one of the little-used opportunists. Uh, it wouldn't be Sean Livingston, would it?
2: It is not Sean Livingston.
3: Uh, well, Steph it's Curry. Also,
2: it's also not Kevin Durant. He's not playing. So, there you I helped you right there. Thanks, buddy.
3: That was going to be my <laughs> next guess that he wore someone else's jersey. Uh, it, it's obviously not Steph Curry. He got off a, a little bit early and was mean mugging. And we had that great gif of the announcer. Six points for Steph Curry. Not the leading scorer for the huh. Warriors at halftime. Not showing up at nope. all. Nope, nope, not there at um, all. David West. David West. Four points. Yeah.
4: Not that be it.
3: the leading scorer at halftime. How about
2: Zaza Pachulia? Zaza Pachulia. He has six
3: points. Is Going perfect. a little deeper down the uh, the depth chart.
2: He's there. perfect from the field. Good. It's not Zaza. But he's Mr. Perfect. It's right? not Lala. It's not, no, Mr. Perfect was, uh, who was Mr.
3: Perfect? Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning. He's right. dead.
2: Why do you why, keep bringing up dead people?
3: You're the one that asked the question. All I did was call him Mr. Yeah, Perfect. I'm Mr. Perfect. He's Mr. Wonderful, TJ. Paul Orndorff's still alive. Uh, yes. Still getting after him. All right, one more guess. Um, Who? Uh, Draymond. Why not? Draymond Green, three points
2: at halftime. Your leading scorer for the Golden State Warriors at halftime.
3: Yeah. And star of Shaq to the Fool, JaVale McGee. Wow, he's being featured, which means they're just toying with the uh, pla- Trailblazers. Is that what I'm, I'm to take from this? Just saying, hey, Shaq, look at this! JaVale
2: McGee, the only warrior in double digits. Let me say that again. <laughs> the only warrior in double digits. He's got 13 points. He is a perfect six out of six from the floor. What the hell is Shaq going to talk about after the game?
3: Oh, he's going to clown on Russell Westbrook do? or something.
2: What's what's he what's he going to do? I mean, is he going to make fun of Zaza? What's he going to do?
3: It's a good question. I
2: mean, really, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do now.
3: Right now, he's, he's ruining he's Shaq in a content. fool. Wow, that's terrible. <laughs> it's a running bit, and you've just blown it up.
2: How do you feel if you're the Blazers at halftime? Like you walk in, and you know you get the stat sheet, and go, "All right, well, look, guys, we're keeping him down." Seriously. He's bleeping leading the team at Javale
3: bleeping McGee. You know what I would leading say? Leading the team at points. I'd say we're we're down nine, and we're screwed because Javale McGee has <laughs> got thirteen at the end of the game. If he's leading at thirteen, or he's the leading scorer, you're feeling pretty good about your chances. Take that for that. But at halftime, no, no. What if what if he winds up with like twenty eight and twenty? But you're you're saying eventually one of those other guys that we've already mentioned. We didn't even talk about Clay Thompson. Eventually one of those other guys is gonna have a run, right? You have to figure. You know, it wasn't that long ago, and, and by that
2: long ago I mean like, you know, two thousand eleven, when JaVel McGee was like a double double guy for you know for Denver and, and Washington. He was pretty good. I remember having him in
3: fantasy Funny, going, i all ago, kinds though. of
2: stuff from JaVale McGee. That's
3: a lifetime ago. But I,
2: I feel I want to, if we're going to talk about him shacked in the I mean that's fun, that's, i us talk about when he was good.
3: That's that's the lifespan of two NFL players back-to-back. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Twitter at
2: right? fresca Again, JaVale McGee, take a picture of this, put it up there. And Shaquille O'Neal, right now, they're really trying to figure out what to do on the postgame.
3: That would just be crazy, though. Oh man, now Shaq has to extol the virtues of JaVale McGee. They give him nothing but a McGee highlight film. Look at him. Here it is. He's perfect from the field. Here's the first six shots from the field. Shaq, any commentary? Um Clock gets <laughs> his right twice a day. I don't know. Something like that.
2: Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How about a fresca. That's Twitter. At How about a Fresca, the Jason Smith show. We're live from the Geico Studios. Obviously the big story tonight. Russell Westbrook and his incredible triple-double. Westbrook tonight, a 50-point triple-double in defeat as the Thunder go down in Game 2 to the Rockets, 115-111. Westbrook nearly had a triple-double in the first half. The way the game ended, he was ice cold from the floor. He shot 17 for 43. However, 51 points, 13 assists, and 10 rebounds in the game. Still the Thunder go down. By four, and the Rockets win. They go back to Oklahoma City with a strangled hold on this series. But Russell Westbrook not done making headlines. No. Because after the game, he was asked about his stat line. And I don't know that I've ever heard an answer quite like this in a post-game press conference from an athlete.
1: When you look at your line on the box score, how would you grade the line? I don't give a f- about the line. You lost.
2: He. He drops a what the blank do I care? No. I don't care about the line. We lost.
4: Now drops I know you're not F-bomb. supposed to,
3: Yeah, I know you're not supposed to cheer either in the press box or during these kind of press conferences. Someone should have had the slow clap begin. <laughs> All right, we ah. want honesty from athletes. And that, that's the answer you expect from Russell Westbrook. Not necessarily with the F bomb thrown in, but the we lost. What what do you want? Like we've heard that from him in the past is that we've got to win. You know, all of that's for naught. He's got that Kobe Bryant mean mug. First 19 years Kobe, as I always caveat it out. That 20th year, that smiling Kobe. We don't know who that guy was. But with Russell Westbrook, it's all all or nothing. And even with a a ridiculous 51-point stat line with the triple-double, the most points scored in a triple-double in playoff history, all these different accolades, he couldn't care less. He still wore a very stylish outfit. Yeah. To the podium. That's that's nice not headband. For, I, I
2: can't pull that off. No, you couldn't. No, I no. I couldn't any any of his clothes I couldn't pull off. No chance. But let's let's hear it one more time again. This is Westbrook after the game tonight being asked about his stat line, his triple-double.
1: When you look at your line on a box score, how would you grade the line? I don't give a f- about the line. You lost. I, I don't
2: give a. Can <laughs> you get that into a line. remix for tie t-shirt? And there's and, and you know what? There's gonna be people who are gonna find out, and go, see, look at Russell Westbrook, that's no class with the press at the end of the game. He cursed. are gonna people are just going to find ways to continue
3: to hate him. Come on, that's an awful question.
2: And hey, come on. Look, no, at, look, well, look you, at the you box. Gotta, score. You gotta ask him about the you gotta ask him, about it. hey, dude, you had fifty point triple double and you lost. What are you thinking?
3: I mean, that's basically what that
2: question is. You know, what what what's going through your mind right now? He would have said the same thing. I could give a blank about it. We lost. Take that for data. I mean, that's probably what, that's probably what, but that's what he said. What, Would you say you're on cloud nine? I mean. We're on cloud nine. It's not like. I mean, it's that's like, all that was. It's not like he said, 51, I had 51, wow. Dude, you know. He's I'm, well aware of his stats. I'm really good. I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but that, not many people get as many triple doubles as I have. Explain I mean, it to me. I average a triple double for the whole season. I broke the record with Oscar Robertson. Why don't you celebrate me? I mean, it's like by saying that, Westbrook haters are, you know, that, that's like the equivalent of him cursing at the press conference going, I don't give a blank, we lost. The people, people are just going to find ways. And that's all I've seen on social media. That's all I've seen reaction to the game so far. Westbrook killed them. Look at all the shots. To... Look, just be real when it comes to the Thunder and it comes to Russell Westbrook. They wouldn't be where they are without him. Not even close. There's not a guy in the league with the skill set he has right now, currently at this time in his career. LeBron James still the best player. LeBron James is also 32 years old. Russell Westbrook right now, what he does, the fire and desire for 48 minutes a night. Doesn't take nights off. Doesn't, doesn't sit here and go, oh, I need some rest. Doesn't have any of that. That skill set he has is unique. Who else do you want taking shots at the end of games? Who else do you want? I get he had a bad fourth quarter, but you know what? Guys have bad fourth quarters. It happens. Stars have bad fourth quarters. But the, it's like the minute he doesn't have a triple-double and the team win, it's all Russell Westbrook's fault. And when he does, it's, oh, well, yeah, he played hero ball. People make excuses for it. You know, when I see what happens and what people say about Westbrook in, in the media now, I think, I think about this. Because it's very similar to what he's doing is to what Michael Jordan did early in his career with the Bulls, where he took so many shots, and he was the only option they had. But yet Michael Jordan was able to be loved by everybody because he put up games where he would have 63 points. If he had 63 points in the playoff game now and they lost, people would go, ah, Jordan, you stake. He couldn't even, if he doesn't shoot the ball all that much for 63 points, oh, they win that game. If Jordan came up now in the age of Twitter, he would be treated like Russell Westbrook. People would would like him and they'd respect him, but they would hate on him because of that. Because individually, he wouldn't be able to bring the team to a new level. Jordan's lucky that he was able to play without this. And forget about all the stuff off the off the court with Jordan's gambling and women and all that kind of crazy stuff. I just mean on the court. Jordan would be hated immensely by the media, by fans. He wouldn't be loved like this. It would be because he's got the same demeanor. Michael Jordan would smile a little bit more than Russell Westbrook, but it's the same I-want-to-kill-you demeanor on the basketball court. Trust me. Russell Westbrook now. This is what Michael Jordan would be living through.
3: No, it's it's very much the same mentality. A little bit of different expectations that you have Russell Westbrook as a point guard versus what Michael Jordan, and eventually he, he came to trust teammates, trust the system, whatever, you know, mind games. And Phil Jackson worked with him in terms of getting to that level and, and trusting Kerr and Judd Bushler and some of those legends of those Chicago Bulls, good news, Cliff Levington. I mean, I could go on. Will Purdue, you know, all the legends. Will Purdue joined us uh, on the show the and other you got, day. And you got to thank him for uh It was, a beautiful, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, I did
4: say thank
2: you. Thank you very
3: buddy. much. But you, you go through all, all the processes. I mean, now every game is available to you. It's not just highlights or a box score recap, which, again, was still the Jordan era. Yeah, you had a lot of national games, particularly when you got to the playoffs, but during the regular season, you didn't see it necessarily. You just saw what the the box score said. You said, wow, that's crazy stat line. Here you get to watch all the in-game facial expressions, the miscalls, calls, the, how, how everybody's dissecting every possession. Of look at the teammates get out of the way to give them a rebound. It's like, well, what do they need for? <laughs> they're they're stat, stat padding. They're, they're on a quest for history as you got down the stretch. I think the thing for this particular game, though, that is fair to a point is that he trusted his teammates early to build that lead. And then as the game wound down, he didn't trust them at all. So, <laughs> and, and I think, up, No, but it was a total tale of two halves, right? Because he almost had the triple-double at halftime. And he's getting it done, and his his teammates. None of their stat lines are gaudy, but they were taking care of business early on. Second half, he's still going. He goes four of eighteen. In yeah, the but no, but quarter. no, no
2: one's killing Paul George for saying I need the ball at the end. Why don't you give me the ball at the end? Oh, Paul George is right. He needs I, the ball I at did, the end. I, I did. It's a, and, and it's, it's, a, it's Indiana. Not 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 you. <laughs> but it's a double standard because Paul George. If Russell Westbrook said I need the ball at the end of the game, forget it. Everybody would go crazy. I always knew that about this guy. But Paul George is doing that. Yeah, but he's people care about Russell that.
3: Westbrook. Nobody cares. It's a, it's a, on a larger scale. Nobody cares it's a vast, about Paul George
2: double stand. It could be anybody else. It could be John Wall. It could be Kawhi Leonard. It could be anybody else, and they wouldn't get treated this way. It would trust me. That's how it would go. Well, especially when you
3: tell a guy to go blank himself when he asks you a question.
2: <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Twitter at how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. A quick update: Golden State up to a fifteen point lead now over Portland, 63 48. Nine minutes to go in the second half, and by the skin of his teeth, JaVale McGee still leads the Warriors in scoring
1: with 13. to
2: <laughs> no, bet JaVale does. Shaq, start working, buddy. Coming up next, a different take on Tom Brady, the White House, and La La Land. Fox. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show. Jason and my best friend, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico studios in the NBA, the last game, the triple header of the night while Shaquille O'Neal tries to figure out what the hell am I going to talk about after the game? I can't make fun of JaVale McGee. He should rap. He's got 13 points in eight minutes. He is tied with Steph Curry as the leading scorer for the Golden State Warriors. They lead the trailblazers 66 to 52 midway through the third quarter. Meanwhile, Lillard and McCollum have combined for just 21 points, shooting combined nine for 27 from the floor. It's not good. No, this is it's not good. Cotton. It's like, hey, can Alan Crabb score like, you know,
3: 25 points in eight seconds like he did a few weeks ago? Shoot yourself right out of this game. Can Alan Crab really? do that? You don't want to get into a track meet with these guys <laughs> when they're being led by the proficiency of Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee. Oh, a perfect Zaza. 10 for 10 between He's them. A weapon. <laughs> he is a weapon.
2: Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Now, today was the day for the Patriots to visit the White House. 68 Patriots players were invited. 34 attended. With Donald Trump being the president, there had already been some Patriots players who have weighed in said they are going to skip the White House. However, the one player that Donald Trump is closest to, Tom Brady, has also decided to skip the visit to the White House. He did not go today. He said a family obligation prevented him from going. Hopefully he'll get to go back to the White House and the Patriots win again. Good luck. See you all very soon. Brady and Trump's friendship first came to light about a year ago, a little bit less than a year ago, when people saw a Donald Trump hat in Tom Brady's locker and he said, yes, I support Donald Trump. I support all my friends. I mean, that was a very big quote. I support all my friends. As the year went on and Donald Trump's rise to presidency upset many people, made many people happy, but upset a lot of people, Tom Brady kind of backed off his support for Donald Trump. And Now this is Tom Brady who a few years ago skipped the White House visit when President Obama was in office because he said he had a family commitment. Meanwhile, that day he was seen and photographed shopping for an iWatch in New York City.
3: Well, he made a commitment to hang out and go shopping.
2: I gotta get the iWatch. I gotta get it. No, it's the only time I can get it. I gotta get the iWatch.
3: He had an appointment. He didn't want to break it. But
2: Tom Brady not going to the White House. First of all, I'd have had more respect for him if he decided to go. You don't you have know, respect for him anymore. Anyway. You no no. You no hate come him. on. The guy's the guy's a, a huge winner. How, whatever, however he's doing it. I like he's the still term you use. However he's, he's huge doing winner. it. Here's why Brady's the greatest of all time. See. Oh, I forgot not. about that. But I'd have had much more respect for him if he decided to go. So either Trump's your friend or he's not. All right? We we all know it. But now he's decided no because Donald Trump Means a lot of bad headlines. He's polarizing. He's he's the you thought Hillary Clinton was polarizing. Donald Trump it makes Hillary Clinton look like it was a visit to the Boy Scouts and we had s'mores. Donald Trump is polarizing, and so polarizing. Tom Brady does not want to risk his image, his career, his reputation over his friendship with Donald Trump. Does not want to do it because there's no reason why he should. He was proud enough to have his hat in his locker last year. He's my friend. I support all he's doing and he didn't go today. Trump left him out of his speech. Didn't 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 say Tom Brady's name today. This will show you one thing about athletes and entertainers and celebrities. And it, it's why I like the ending of La La Land uh so much. I haven't seen it. You're going to spoil it I, for I'm me. Gonna I'm going to have to cuz I'm going to kick you in uh, your I'm gonna have to. not quite so no. median and, I'm have and to. powerful cat.
3: Spoiler alert.
2: Anybody in Hollywood who's an entertainer, if you're an athlete, if you do something very public, make a lot of money at it. You want to make a lot of money at it. Everybody always chooses their image and their reputation and their career over family and friends all the time. Now, Happens in this particular
3: case, Giselle yeah. was tweeting out about an anti-Trump rally for mm. later in the month. Yeah. He may have chosen immediate family over uh, presidential uh, friend yeah, right no, here.
2: No, it's, it's convenient. People only
3: shoot athletes my, my like Might have had to keep yeah. Giselle happy in this well, particular... Plus, you've got his, his mom's been sick, as we're well enough. I, I, you know, I, I I, I, can't I can't say
2: when he said he had a family obligation before and he was buying an iWatch in New York. I'm sorry. You lose that cachet by saying family obligation so what when that's what it was So what before. you're trying to
3: say is this is the equivalent of going back to your teacher and coming up with a fifth or sixth grandparent <laughs> who is now taken ill. No, this
2: is the equivalent of, boy, I realize... I don't want to take another hit to my career publicly, my image. Deflategate nearly ruined it. But I came back, I won the Super Bowl, and I got
3: people on my side. It was it very difficult. I want to thank uh, Roger Deflate, No, Deflategate was a clown show. I want, by the time that all ended, people were so angry at the NFL <laughs> for dragging it on as long as they I, did. I, I Tom to, Brady took no hit from that. I want to thank Adele for getting for
2: people actually coming to my defense in Deflategate, but I'm not going to do it again. I'm not gonna go to this and that people go Tom Brady, he supports a bad guy, he does this, he does. I'm not going to do it. Anybody, every single person chooses their career over their friends and their family. Whether it's people who are trying to be actors, people in LA here, my best friend from college chose his career over all of his friends and, and his and his and his family. And it, it was it was heartbreaking Did it work? for a lot of us. I don't I don't know. I have, I don't talk to him anymore.
3: I have no idea. You haven't followed him, you haven't I have, hit the I have old no idea. machine. Everybody chooses. Figured out what name he chose.
2: I don't. What kind of friend are you? Why wouldn't you try? I swear. I tried. I tried, but that's how it goes. Everybody, people only choose their families when they have no choice. When you're an athlete, go, it's time for me to retire and spend some time with my family. It means either I got fired, I'm getting pushed out, or no one's going to pay me anymore. That's when people say, oh, now i got to go spend time with my family. Yeah, when you're done. No one in the middle of their career goes, oh, you know, I'm really missing my kid growing up. But I'm No, but I'm getting paid $18 million a year to play left field, so why would I leave now? Everybody chooses their, and Tom Brady is choosing his image and his career. I don't, I'm not going to tell over his friendship. With Donald Trump, this is what makes La La Land. Like I told you, the last 25, 30 minutes of La La Land was incredibly good. It makes up for the meandering of the first hour. I
3: say I've seen you know little clips and yeah. everybody's done their parody of it, whatever. I've got zero interest. You know, as much th- as I like and respect the the principal actors, but <laughs> but the, I don't care.
2: This is my, but this gets to my point about La La Land is that you know it's about two people, Ryan Gosling, and Emma Stone, who are trying to make it in L.A. She is an actress, and he is a, as a jazz musician. They're both fantastic in the movie. I mean, he should have won, too. In fact, he was better than she was in the movie, and she was fantastic. The first hour and a half kind of meanders, and the first rule of a musical is you should have people that can sing. It's pretty important, and neither of them can sing well. She can sing okay, he can't sing at all. So to say, oh, what a movie. Well, you know what, neither of them can sing. Could have dubbed it. I really like people that can sing in a musical. But this is what makes that ending so Just like life and makes it realistic, which is why obviously there's some other pageantry before it. But in the end, they both choose their careers over each other. They could have had each other, but they didn't. They chose their careers because that's what everybody that wants to be a celeb, that wants to have a career like that or has a career like that. That's what everybody does. They choose their careers and your family is comes in second. Your friends come in second if you even talk to your friends anymore, and that's really what is going on here. Tom Brady has chosen, you know what, I stopped talking about Donald Trump, I stopped taking questions about him, I'm not going to do it anymore because this is killing my image. Had he not had Deflate Gate, maybe he, he says some more things about Donald Trump, but he realizes now, oh, I don't want this, I don't want, I don't want to take a stand on anything. Because I feel good now, I'm in a good spot, I'm wearing great pajamas, I'm eating vegetables, I can play another 45 more years, and they are not going to be miserable years in the NFL. So this is what he's doing. I am choosing my image in my career over my friends. What happens?
3: To a degree, it's going along the Michael Jordan route of, you know, Republicans buy sneakers too, <laughs> and things that he eats said during his playing career, and staying out of that, and we've seen so many in this particular instance. I think we're we've taken the who shows up at this celebration, this ceremony, and we've escalated it because folks have taken their chance at their eight hundred words or four minute videos to decide and chime in on what they think about the political office and and everything else. And look, I'm staying off the third rail. That's we're we're not a political show. So demonize or or celebrate however you will. I don't know why it's such a big deal that folks. What about the other twenty, twenty-seven guys that hadn't announced that suddenly weren't there? We only knew of six mm-hmm. before today, and then thirty-four don't. Where <laughs> is everybody on the plane? No, hey, but, but in all seriousness, everybody- right? That's the the larger <laughs> question. What, there were six or seven guys that had said, "No, I'm not going." Yeah, well, either stating something straight straight out political, or no, actually, that's my vacation. I'll literally be out of the country, <laughs> and it's well planned in advance, and. For some, this would be their third or fourth appearance there. They shrug their shoulders saying, ah, I've been there. I've done that. It's a photo op. You got Gronk <laughs> harassing the secretary and <laughs> yeah, the press secretary, and that's it. I mean, that's what you got.
2: <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute, the latest on a tragic story in the National Football League from today. But first, here's what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO and find out how much you could save on auto insurance. Quick update from the NBA. It is a nip-tuck battle right now. I mean, not between the Warriors and the Blazers. It's 76-54, Warriors, (laughs) Golden State playing without Kevin Durant tonight. But Steph Curry is now the leading scorer for Golden State with 16 points. One point more. Then JaVale McGee, who's got 15 points in 11 minutes, a perfect 7-for-7
3: seven seven from the floor. But that's the point. JaVale McGee is 7-for-7. Seven seven. Steph Curry shooting, shooting an abysmal 5-of-16. Boo,
2: overrated. 3-of-10 Boo. Three from three-point range. Not Boo. getting it
3: done at all. Boo. Terrible. Boo. And just to to punctuate the, the Tom Brady missing the ceremony today, mm. what would have been kind of funny yeah. is if he'd gone to an Apple store and just been there <laughs> buying another watch and waving at people or every, something.
2: Every four years I get a new Apple Watch. That's what it is. I was
3: looking for release dates, but I don't think there's new phones or anything till September. Waiting on the earnings announcements and such for such a thing.
2: Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason Mike Harbin. We are live from the Geico Studios. Meanwhile, a much different day for the Patriots today. They went to the White House and also dealing with the aftermath of Aaron Hernandez who committed suicide earlier today in his jail cell in Massachusetts. He was found at 3 o'clock in the morning. He hung himself. The details of this are pretty lurid. Uh, so just a quick warning on that. Hung himself with a bedsheet in his jail cell and according to new reports had John 316, a Bible phrase uh, written on his forehead, had it written on the walls. He had jammed objects into the lock so no one could get into his cell. And the story of Aaron Hernandez, the saga, now ends just a couple of days after he was acquitted of murder for a 2012 killing, which is what he's in prison for, was in prison for, because Odin Lloyd, who he was in prison for killing a couple of years later, was supposed to be the guy that was going to rat him out for those killings in 2012. I know all these facts as they have come up, points to suicide, points to this is what happened, but i just I, I just don't buy it, and I know his his lawyer, his his former agent, his family, they didn't understand why he would have killed himself. He never would have done it, and certainly I, you know the psychology of someone in prison, you have no idea they're They're looking to check and see if there's synthetic marijuana in his system that maybe he he just did it having some a few bad minutes whatever reason it was, but it I, 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 it just doesn't pass the smell test to me because when my wife told me today when, she, when I woke up and she goes, hey, your big story today, Aaron Hernandez killed himself in prison. I said, what? And my first words to her was, he just won. He just, he just won at a trial that was going to keep him in prison for another consecutive life sentence. And now this new lawyer, Baez, who actually was a lawyer who got Casey, Casey Anthony acquitted, said, "Hey, there's a lot of holes in this conviction for 2012 with Odin Lloyd, or 2014 with Odin Lloyd, so I'm ready to take that case on. Things were looking up for him." I mean, that I mean, I'm just looking at it from perspective of why he would kill himself at the, at this point. Because that that part of it to me doesn't make sense. He finally was at a point in his in, in prison where, "Okay, I win this case, and now I have a lawyer that tells me I have hope." And that's when he when he kills himself. I, I don't get and look, I firmly admit maybe I've seen too many t v shows, maybe I've seen too many things about what happens in jail. I've watched the wire too much, I watched too much the night of or anything else i've seen i really I could where guys break it, get into jail cells and guards leave jail doors open all these things i, I fir- that maybe that's what I think of and when I think, but that it just doesn't add up, you know certain things like i said it's it's just the smell test for it, and there his family is going to push for an autopsy to find out exactly what happened. I, look, all, all the evidence certainly points, look, this is what happened. He's in his jail cell. He's alone. He went in for wake-up, all of these. But it just, the, the timing for this now, I, I just don't, I, like I said, it just doesn't seem right to me. I, I'm trying to reconcile it and figure it out, and I just can't.
3: I have the same reaction when my wife woke me up with that news this morning. Now, it was also my, my time to get up and start getting the girls ready for school and, and having the dog harassing me for for food. Uh but it, it was, you know, you're full asleep and groggy and okay, that was not the news I expected, uh, being awake and I figured there was some appointment I'd missed and instead <laughs> it's like, okay, now let's process this. And again, thinking back to Friday and and the acquittal and and what that would mean in terms of a chain the, the chain of events. And you, you start thinking about and as the news traveled today and more details come out about state laws and, and how Ma- the state of Massachusetts handles things with a, an active appeal in place, and, and so that's vacated. So you start thinking about monies and, and, and such. But we're also at the base of it when we're thinking about this. Trying to get into the psychology of the end of a life, and the last couple of years we were trying to get into the psychology of this same person who had seemingly had it all. Mm-hmm but was now being accused of a number of grisly murders. Not cry, not just, hey, I, I beat people up, I got drunk, and I got angry at a guy at a nightclub. No, 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 premeditated murder, and some of the facts, or at least what were laid out as facts during these trials, just leave you uneasy. There's something straight out of one of these shows you mentioned or one of the many films we've seen about gangland and mobster activity. So we're, we're still getting into the psychology, and they the reports were the last few days he's more talkative seemingly more at ease you had people that were at the jail where he'd been these years when he first came in off the streets calm collected none of the crying screaming you know people can famously think of the scenes in Shawshank Redemption I'm not supposed to be here and which guy's gonna scream first whatever else that's you know supposed to be commonplace that he just sat in his cell and just like he belonged and knew he belonged or whatever the case may be that suddenly there was a change in his countenance the last couple of days well that, so, that could be
2: because he won i mean i'm happy because i was but it was this even case before is now done
3: but it was even before that that right. verdict came down now you obviously can read the the tea leaves to yeah. a degree as to which way a case is going but then the word suicide and the fact that it was decided just that fast, right? Yeah. Find him at 3 o'clock, declared dead at 4 o'clock Eastern time, and not apparent suicide, not under investigation, but believed to be that it was very quickly, that's the term. And now we'll see if the, what else is going on, and maybe they test for CTE, people trying to find any explanation to try to get, again, into the psychology and the chain of events that led to today's, parent suicide
4: we got golden headphones whether he committed suicide or not can we all agree that the world is a better place without aaron hernandez today you know i
2: i the victims they're never going to get closure now the victim, you know that now the 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 conviction of the murder of odin lloyd is now thrown out because now you think about who's left behind and you know all those all those victims now they even said we don't we're not getting closure Oden Lloyd's family said, we don't get closure now because now- No, of he took this, the easy way out. Yeah. Well, of, of this law, and that, and that's one of the things that Mike's talks about the law, this crazy-ass law that Massachusetts has that if you die in prison before you've exhausted your uh, appeals process, your conviction gets thrown out. So it's like he was never convicted. Now maybe, and that would be a way to explain his suicide because he would be able to then, his legacy would be- Preserved as far as nobody could come after his money, whatever money he has left for his for his family, his children. They can't because you can't reintroduce this evidence in a new trial. It, Massachusetts has this crazy law where if you have not exhausted your legal appeals, no crime happened. So people can easily stand here and say, well, maybe that's why he did it, because he, he he won this one, and then he had the other, you know, the one case hanging over him. No, 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 I'm going to—I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it that way. You know, he had this other case that was weighing on his mind, and so that's why he decided to kill himself before he ran out of appeals, and no one could get his money, no one could get anything. But if you wanted to do that, why wouldn't you have done it before? Why would you have to—why would you go through this whole trial worrying about this verdict from 2012? Why would you go, boy? Because if I get convicted of this, then they're going to be able to get my money, and every now I got to pay a whole new set of victims. All of this—why wouldn't you have killed yourself before that?
3: Well, and that—that that doesn't make sense. But that's just it. You—you you try to go through, and obviously, we're—we're we're not in the legal profession. We need someone to go through that chain to figure out exactly what it means for the remaining assets. When you're talking about the NFL pension, all of those types of things that maybe get reactivated. Because there are those clauses that would have still been in effect had had the conviction not been vacated.
2: 87799 on Fox Twitter at How about a fresca, Twitter. At How about a Again, it just doesn't it, it just doesn't smell right. Uh we'll have more on this story coming up in a bit but straight ahead. The latest on the biggest story in the NBA tonight, and you're going to need earmuffs for it. Earmuffs, pal, Fox. On Fox Sports Radio, I want. Mike Hamron has too little. Mike who? Mike Harmon has you too little. You said Hamron. Mike Hamron. Who the Mike hell's Hamron? Time.
3: Mike Hamron. You excise me yeah. from opens. Mike Hamron.
2: Hang on. You're auditioning to wait, Sager wait, 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 and, wait, wait, and wait,
3: wait. Ephraim and all sorts of people when I'm gone for three days? There's a Mike Hamrock what am i out of the flintstones now it's like a mike oh, am I a anybody want to go and and create a, a digital image of me as a character from the flintstones have at it every
2: time i do mike hammering it says did you mean mike Harmon?"
3: really yeah the, like the guy from the truck driver though it's it, the racing guy yeah the guy yeah. that was stealing all sorts of car parts and stuff oh is that so not good <laughs> it's either i get asked from people every once in a while are you that guy yeah, even though I sit here in the these Geico studios and have been for quite some time, I uh, still get asked every once in a while, oh, were you the truck driver? Can I ask you a question about this <laughs> accident you survived? Or why did you steal all those car parts? That's what I get asked. I stole, I stole a whole bunch of gas
2: caps and, oh, it's like a filter or two. Yeah, hey, they had it, had it coming. I could I build my own new car out of all these parts of lesser cars. Hey, I'm, going, I'm going to make a supercar that
3: can fly from all these lesser car parts. I've learned all these new tricks about aerodynamics. We've got athletes going over to do things with their blood. No, no, no. For me, I go abroad, and I've got guys that have secrets of how I can be more aerodynamic. It's the racing stripes that make it extra fast. Fox, Fox Sports Radio. I'm
2: Jason. He's my best friend, Mike Harmon. Meanwhile... Uh, In the NBA, look, we'll tell you when something happens, you need to know. And right now, Golden State all over Portland, 91-62, the Warriors playing without Kevin Durant, who sat out precautionary measures uh, for tonight's game. And they're really missing him because they've had to rely on JaVale McGee for 15 points in 13 minutes off the bench, certainly making Steph Curry's 19-31 look pedestrian. Well, Steph Curry's 6 of 18
3: from the field. Boo, he stinks overrated.
4: Just System I mean, from quarterback a
3: percentage. I mean, it's easy to beat up. Look at on... Javel McGee. Look how good he is in just 13 minutes. Just a legend. Exactly. Between him and Zaza, they're 11 for 11. Javel McGee, 15 points in 13 minutes. If he He's played 11. all
2: 48 minutes, he would have, hang on, <laughs> he would have 56 points tonight. Don't forget to carry the one. <laughs> he would have, well, I got to figure it out. I'm, I'm not that great at math. He'd have 56 points tonight. How about that? But Wouldn't that speed, be a story? But speaking yeah.
3: Shaq, Shaq Shaq would have Take to that! quit that Shaq <laughs> would have to quit.
2: Listen, I can't can't do this anymore.
3: Uh we but, skipped that segment today. Something <laughs> happened in the teleprompter. It what, just didn't. What
2: work. do we have for Shaq to the defu- foot? No, we're gonna go to break. Okay, yeah. All, right, All right, we'll then. be back. Meanwhile, speaking of stat lines, the guy with a stat line of the night was Russell Westbrook. Oklahoma City Thunder superstar and hopeful MVP. Went for 51 points, 13 assists, and 10 rebounds. But the Thunder lose to the Rockets, 115-111. to 111. Westbrook didn't shoot all that well. 17 out of 43, but likely, uh, you know, not likely, but most of those misses were in the fourth quarter, albeit at a time when the Rockets needed him, when the Thunder needed him the most. But as far as stats go, Russell Westbrook is not a stat guy. He says take that for data. Because when he was asked about his stat line after the game, well, earmuffs, pal.
1: When you look at your line on the box score, how would you grade the line?
3: I don't give a about the line. You lost. Now, let me ask you a question.
1: (laughs) Who said 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 it better?
3: Because that sounds eerily familiar, like he stole it from Conor McGregor.
2: Oh, I don't know about it. Conor McGregor. He was kind of, oh, I don't get it. He was much more. I think Conor know, McGregor. What Eddie says. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, Conor McGregor was much more excited about answering that question. Russell Westbrook was not excited about answering that no,
3: question. No, I, I think he kind of stole it. He didn't have the same vocal yeah, see, inflection. He gave it his own no, stylings. No. Russell much West- like we do here like when we do dramatic readings in the Geico studio. We give it our own flair. Russell Westbrook was using profanity to express
2: an emotion. Conor McGregor was using profanity as an adjective. You use
3: it as a punchline.
4: Yeah.
1: I don't give a about the line. You lost.
2: I don't know. He didn't go. All right. He didn't that wasn't in. That was Fizdale from the other night. He I don't didn't know bang it a podium. Like and then he yelled,
3: Take that for data.
2: <laughs> and he yelled Take
3: that
1: for data.
2: 51
3: points, 13 and 10, and we lost. Explain it to me. Spuds McKenzie. Alex from Stro <laughs> coming up <laughs> Coming up next. We'll have more <laughs> <laughs> You said Stroh's. These
4: nuts.
2: Final hour of the show, The Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. It has been a wild and woolly first two hours. And if you missed any of it, as you know, right after the show is over, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher download the entire show podcast whatever you want to listen to you can listen to it again it goes up pretty much right after the show is over rate it give us five stars you do that i will love you forever and ever and ever i love you more than david fisdale loves the referees
4: explain it to me
3: that's for certain and if you can help us pile that up then it's an awful lot of data that they can (laughs) use upstairs and you know you saying how great it is with five stars Maybe someone will tell us that it was great, too. I mean, I don't know. It just adds up. And all of a sudden, we've got this snowball effect of greatness. And I will love you more than Porzingis loves New York. How about that?
2: Mm, this late-breaking story tonight in the NBA. Christoph's Porzingis, as we watch the boat continued boat racing of Bookfest. the Portland Trailblazers, 98-66. Oh, it's terrible. Golden State. This was fun for about them. three and a half minutes.
1: <laughs> it was an ugly game.
2: Uh, six minutes to go, Golden State, without Kevin Durant uh, winning this one, going away by 32. We'll have Chris Broussard coming up to talk all NBA from tonight. Russell Westbrook's triple-double everything coming up in 15 minutes. But remember last week, Dobbs Porzingis decided, I'm blowing off my end-of-the-year exit interview because I don't like what's going on with the team. I don't like the continued losing, and that was the way that he was standing up and taking a stand
3: on it. That's things. a pretty terrible stand, though, when you really think about it.
2: You're abdicating. Well, what
3: are you, no, he's, you're, you're abdicating, You're the guy. He's learning, you're how, to guy. No, he's but learning you're, how to
2: lead. He's learning uh, how to that's lead. That's not leading. He doesn't,
4: he that's doesn't, cutting and running.
2: He doesn't know what to say yet, so he's let me, let me notch up for this meeting to show that I know it's my team and just let you know I'm not going to stand here and let you –
3: continually screw this team up. But that's why you have agents, business managers, and press people that can write nice, prepared statements for you as to how you don't like the way Phil Jackson and in absentia, James Dolan are running things. You want other people to write stuff. He writes a rap song every five minutes. He, he doesn't right write it himself.
2: People write it about him. Someone writes a rap. Okay, now I go, Porzingis. No, no, no. He, w- he it goes, wasn't the guy Borzingas. actually rapping. Kristaps, no. Porzingis, and no, then what's stops. the next line?
3: And what's the next line? No, no, no. This wasn't him rapping, you I know
2: it wasn't him
3: rapping. That would be kind of funny if he was. I mean, he was in the video.
2: So, Porzingis, you wondered, is he going to be happy with New York or not? Because this is a very big deal last week. Well, tonight, the New York Post caught up with him outside his apartment complex in Manhattan. They said, hey, dude, what's going on here, man? And he said, quote, of course, I love New York. I love New York. I love New York. There's no place like it. I But this underscores again and I've just how bad Phil Jackson is as president of the Knicks. Because for all the different things we talk about with Phil Jackson, and lately we've spent time talking about public relations wise, how bad it's been with him, how he's lost his touch with the media, how every time he, he, he is pushing Carmelo Anthony out of New York and not looking good. Porzingis is at the heart of the issue, which is he doesn't like the way the team is going. And think about this for Phil Jackson, okay, and how bad he's been. In one year, he decided to do a 180 on the direction of the franchise. When he took over three years ago, it was, I'm going to evaluate, we're going to get young players in here, and then that's how we're going to build. And that's what he did the first year, and the Knicks lost. And then Phil Jackson realized, well, wait a minute, I don't really have the, the cachet here in New York to say, Listen, I have patience. He had Porzingis. He had Melo. But, you know, they still lost 50 games. So what did he do? In one offseason, the guy with 11 championships, most respected guy in the NBA, decides, no, screw it. Let's go Band-Aid. And he signs Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah and Brandon Jennings. And says, no, no let's do it. Because obviously this way isn't working after one year. If any other GM in the NBA had done this, they'd have been laughed. They'd have said, this guy doesn't know what he's doing.
3: Now, to be fair, most people don't know who virtually every other GM is in the league. Right, but if it was anybody else, any other team, if it was Danny Ainge, if
2: it was... Well, Danny Ainge Pop, getting whatever, getting whatever it is, crushed right now. Wh- whoever, whatever, but look, you, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Any other GM would have been, you don't know what you're doing. You go from, right. we're going to build with the draft, we need young players, and we're going to do it the right way to, screw it, let's just put a bandaid on it and fix it. This shows you Phil Jackson does not know what he's doing because anybody else would have been. What are you doing? But no, oh, he signed Joe Kim Noah and, Der- and what did I say when those when those signings happen? I said, well, they'll win a couple extra games maybe, but they're not going to make him any better because Derrick Rose can't stay healthy, Joe Kim Noah can't stay healthy, and Brandon he Jennings, tries hard. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, he tries hard at free throws. Uh, and, you know, Brandon Jennings. Who knows what you are going to get? This is this was. When you completely change direction of your franchise in one off season, you go from a guy with a vision to a guy who doesn't have a vision. And now they want to go back to that way. Now Phil Jackson says, no, it's not about veterans. It's about getting young players to buy into the triangle. This is now going to be the third change of direction. You went from your first one with young players. Now it's going to be the
3: Band-Aid. Now it's back to that. Really? And you still have a job? But Seriously? To, but you've got, well, you just got your two-year, you know, option picked up. Mm. Uh, but you got to remember, now you have to go the young, cheap way Because you're saddled with Joachim Noah's uh, contract, which is bloated beyond all belief. I mean, that's the, you know, something in the back of the fridge that's just been left to grow (laughs) on its own. Like we find here, out of the Geico Studios now and again. So, he's got no choice. Plus, you also, if you're going to force the triangle, you got to get folks that aren't set in their ways. Guys that aren't, you know, long-tenured veterans. Like, no, forget that. I play my style. So. You're you're trying to force people into this system. Say, look, it worked for Jordan. It's got to be good enough. And they like, I I read about him. It's 2017. It's got to work like it did in 1994, right? Game hasn't changed at all.
2: Go ahead, Goldnet Phones.
4: I'm a little lost here. What part of this Porzingis story is great for the Knicks?
2: The part that Porzingis realizes it's his team. I can take a stand. And I realize what I say and what I do matters. But in and his
4: statement, he didn't even mention the Knicks. Nothing just, about the Knicks. That's the beauty when of he it. asked if just he me. wanted to be a Knicks next year, his response was, I love New York. I love New York. Who doesn't love New York? Okay. Everybody loves
2: New York. Look, I would be concerned if he said, I love Brooklyn. I would be whoa. concerned if I were you. What do you mean, I love Brooklyn? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, but he said, I love New York. The Knicks are the only game in town. Unless he's going to go play for the Mets, everything's going to be fine. He likes
3: being a star in New Future York. Future Laker. He'll be just fine. <laughs> Him too? Twitter and how about a fresca? Frostberg's got that whole wish list of guys. He Paul thinks George is coming. coming. He's like
2: the Knicks. He thinks everybody's coming, and nobody is. Oh, we'll get Paul George. We'll get Porzingis. We're going to get Lonzo Ball. We're going to get Lamello Ball. We're going to get Jell-O Ball. We're going to get Lucille
3: Ball. We're going to get all these balls. You really ju- you just need to start building statues of guys on the plaza. Seems to have worked here at Staples. Lucille Balls right, right, right over your head, really? No, no, I, I liked thing. it. I moved on. Ricky. Well, It was really how you ended that statement no, that I just felt like I needed to keep pushing through. Pushing through. Although my Lucille Ball, Ricky, right there was more. But then, but then it was made... more Boys in the Hood than it Yay. was Lucille Ball. Ricky! Oh, no. It's, you know I'm all sad. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. How Ricky. dare you? ah <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had that one on in the Geico studios. But you mentioned Lonzo Ball. As you, you ended your sentence, I believe it was the phrase, a whole lot of balls. I just uh-huh. kind of was like a point guard distributing and moving <laughs> moving
2: the action up the court. Uh-huh. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, Twitter, and how about a fresca? Meanwhile, the game of the night, Oklahoma City in Houston. we've been talking about Russell Westbrook all night tonight, a triple-double with 51 points, 13 assists, and 10 rebounds. And when Russell Westbrook was asked about his big stat line after the game, hey, Russ, boy, what a stat line. Yeah, Russ didn't really care too much.
1: When you look at your line on the box score, how would you grade the line? I
2: don't give a about the
1: line. You lost.
2: You know, I'm trying to think of the last time a guy blatantly cursed in a post-game press conference that was aired live on television. Hmm. I mean, sometimes the word slips out. I get it, but that was blatantly. I don't give a blank. Like I'm going to say it. I'm thinking about blank, and I'm going to say it.
3: I don't. So know what's the fine for this?
2: Fizdale oh. got
3: thirty grand.
2: Oh, he's got to get at least twenty grand, fifteen grand for saying that. You can't say that on the air. You can't say blank. How much
3: of a delay are they on?
2: Uh, I does not take that for data. Find out. I don't
1: take know. that for data.
3: Bang the table. <laughs> Is he made of metal? Like, is he a cyborg? Every time I hear that, it sounds more like you know, he's <laughs> the t <T-T>. 2 <laughs> <laughs> But one thing that
2: kind of goes under the radar here with the Thunder's loss to the Rockets, and, and as good as Westbrook played, we spent a lot of time tonight talking about Westbrook and how the haters are going to come out. And, and look, Westbrook, Michael Jordan, if he came out right now, he'd be Russell Westbrook because the Jordan, when he came out with the Bulls, it was a one man show. And because there wasn't social media and there wasn't constant 24-7 news coverage, Michael Jordan was allowed to be that great human highlight show. Wow. 63 points in the playoff game that he lost wasn't his fault. If Jordan came up now and he put 63 on the board in a playoff game, it would be, boy, 63 in a playoff game that he lost. Boy, he stinks. Should have passed the ball more. He would have the same reputation as Russell Westbrook. Same. Exactly the same. People would hate on Russell Westbrook. Like they hate on would hate on Michael Jordan, like they hate on Russell Westbrook. He'd have his fans, and people would respect the hell out of him, but it wouldn't be the overall love.
3: But oh, but that's that's the age of social media, in general, exactly. Right? Exactly how, how but, we we love something until we don't. Like that's the the great thing. Yeah, but when, no one's ever loved. It's always uh, Westbrook is uh, no. What, but what but was. when he first came in, it was respect the game. Then looked at him and Harden and Durant, and yeah, because he would mean mug and and came off as that that assassin on the, the court perhaps didn't get the embrace. But we love that.
2: We love that when Kobe Bryant was that guy before Eagle Colorado. We love that when Michael Jordan would do that. We love the the assassin, athlete
3: as assassin. But for some reason but we don't like the, it with Westbrook. in the social media world. It's uh, one thing to, to do it in highlight shows and talking about it on the radio. It's, it's another once social media starts to pick apart every possession. And with Russell Westbrook it's, it's more about the how the stats came to be which has been nitpicked a lot more, right? It's it's, Jordan it's not necessarily him. It's, I think, a function of he's a point guard, and with all these triple-doubles, we've got to find a way to diminish them.
2: Jordan would yell at his teammates. Sure. Punch him in the face. He wasn't the greatest teammate. In the face! He wasn't the greatest guy in the world. He would – He. this is exactly – Russell Westbrook is more of a 21st century Michael Jordan. When – Michael Jordan was more about, boy, he wasn't a great guy, and he still did it all by himself. Russell Westbrook's doing it, and now it's, well, he does too much hero balling. I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's no evidence of him treating his teammates bad. There's no evidence of him. Oh, he said, there's none of that. But the divide on Westbrook is really unfair. And Jordan is lucky that he came out, he didn't come out in the age of social media. Can you imagine all the other stuff with his career, with the gambling and, 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 and his baseball career and all of that? it would be immense. And it would be, Michael Jordan would be like, he would enjoy the same reputation as LeBron James. He would have the same, he would have a lot of fans, he'd have a lot of people that hate him. But that's would be, if Jordan came up right now, he would be Russell Westbrook, he would be LeBron James. He wouldn't be, but he came up in the 90s before all of this happened. This doesn't change, Must be I mean, Michael Jordan was a different guy. It was just, there was none of the... 24-7 instant analysis, opinions, my voice can be heard like there is now.
3: No, that's right. And you go back the gener- even the generation fair. before that. That's and not That's not fair. That's just the way it's it works, the, it's technology not, and stuff. It's not right? fair
2: to Westbrook now. It's not fair to because no one's, making, no one's making great calls or great reasons why they don't like him. It's just, well, he, he shoots the ball. Every star shoots the ball. Who else do you want to shoot the ball at the end of the games? Well, he should pass to somebody else. Who? Oladipo? Steven Adams? Who do you want to pass the ball to? Hey. They he gave keeps, up a lot to bring if he, on if he,
3: Oladipo and his sixteen point a night average. If he keeps
2: a team that's dead from the neck up in the game for three and a half quarters, but misses shots in the final five minutes, it's his fault. I mean, it's not fair. It really isn't fair. That's the life of a superstar. Mm-hmm. Twitter and happy Yeah, but it's it's more it's more about him than it is for any other star in the game. Glow. No one said any bad things about James Harden this year. Noah. Oh, I love James Harden. Well, it's because he doubled his he, assist total. And, well, and he dumped the Kardashians. There's yeah, that too. That's true. But it's it's Westbrook's held to a different standard than even guys like LeBron are now. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine or Twitter at How about a Fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Golden State right now putting the finishing touches on a 107-81 victory. Over the Portland Trailblazers. Less than a minute to go. Coming up next, we break down the big night with Chris Broussard. Fox.
1: I don't give a f- about the line.
2: The Russell Westbrook, I don't give a blank about my stat line. Derek Carr. David Fizdale remix here on Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Just keep waiting for someone to keep yelling, I don't give up. I don't give up. Jason, Mike wow. Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We'll get to Russell Westbrook cursing in his post-game presser about triple-double, no triple-double, I don't give a blank because we lost. But first, the biggest question of the night goes to our next guest joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports 1, NBA insider, our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Chris Broussard. Chris, the biggest thing, I mean, I, I, I want to know, I want you to pull out all your stops. The Warriors beat the Blazers 110-81. to The star of tonight's game with no Kevin Durant was JaVale McGee with 15 points in 13 minutes. What is Shaquille O'Neal going to do instead of Shaq and a fool in the postgame tonight?
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of something to tweet, but I couldn't <laughs> think of anything clever enough. <laughs> but, hey, man, look, you got to give JaVel McGee credit. Like you said, the 15 points in 13 minutes, also four blocks. And their defense was the story. I mean, in addition to McGee really stepping up with his stat line, their defense was the key. They stifled McCollum and Lillard, and they held the team to like 30 percent shooting, something like that. Um, this team is just phenomenal, and you wonder if anybody's going to be able to like make them uh, give them a competitive series. Uh, whether they got KD or not, <laughs> I mean they, they look they look that good.
3: Pretty amazing that you can win by 29 and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry combined to shoot 33%. Yep,
1: yep. It, it really, it, a lot of times people focus on the stars, but their role players, I mean, I know they struggled early in the season, but when Katie went down, that's when guys like Iguodala, who, you know, uh, Iguodala, Livingston, and um, uh, uh, there was one more, David West stepped up and began playing better. And I felt that that would be a strength of theirs heading into the playoffs. And it's not just them. I mean, Ian Clark, Pat McCaw have given them some great minutes, obviously McGee. Um, I thought that would be a strength of theirs heading into the playoffs because, you know, they, the bench found itself. And that was really the only weakness you could point to on this team. But I don't think you can point to that anymore.
2: The other game tonight, earlier, of course, we all were glued to the TV. Houston beats Oklahoma City 115-111. Russell Westbrook, a 50-point triple-double when he was asked after the game about his stat line. He said, I don't give a blank because we lost. What did you take away from this game tonight?
1: Well, you know, I picked Houston in seven in the series. And I still think it's going to be a good, long, competitive series. But what you saw tonight, and this hasn't all – I mean, we know they're virtually a one-man team in Oklahoma City. But tonight it was more pronounced than ever. You know, and some of that was Westbrook taking 40, I think 43 shots. Um, But some of it was guys were just not producing. I mean, when he went to the bench, they just – I mean, the plus minus with him on the floor and off the floor was ridiculous. You know, they couldn't hold a lead when he went to the bench. And uh, tonight nobody else could really hit a bucket. And that's why in the fourth quarter, I mean, Westbrook felt like he had to do it all. And he was, what, four for 17 from the floor. So they got to get some help somewhere because James Harden's getting help. Harden wasn't at his best tonight. like And he was really you know terrific in game one, was just pretty good tonight. But Eric Gordon and Lou Williams were terrific off the bench. And that really was the difference. It was a team, a team with some depth against a one-man whirlwind, and the team won out.
3: Well, and that, that's as we look at the tail of the tape coming into the series, you know, and doing all the MVP talk that we had. It's really, what it comes down to, is looking at Houston that you do have other scores and people you could trust. Yeah, and I think yeah. that was that would be the word I'd use to describe Westbrook in the fourth quarter. He just didn't trust anybody else. So even no. if two guys were banging <laughs> banging into him as he's bringing the ball up or going to a shot. He was still gonna to try to draw a foul and take it himself as opposed to the guy standing there waving his arm like he's an air traffic controller.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Exactly right. And um you're not going to beat good teams playing like that. Uh no matter how great Westbrook is, and obviously fifty one points, thirteen assists, I think, and ten rebounds. Um, but it's not enough if you uh if you uh, if you're not going to get any help elsewhere. And and that quote from Westbrook where he dropped an F-bomb, that was for you and all these other media types who have been saying all he wants is the triple-double, all he's padding his stats. That was for all of you guys to say, hey, all I care about is the W, baby. I don't want to hear about padding <laughs> stats, all right? That's what he was saying. He was saying Chris Boussard was right to vote for me because I care about winning, not about the stats, all right? (laughs)
3: Chris, that's what I – I mean, I argued it all year long. He's Kobe for those first 19 years, not the smiling
1: Kobe of last year. (laughs) (laughs) He he was Kobe. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Nobody knew who that Kobe was. Well, let me tell you – That was
2: ridiculous. Let me tell you this. Another guy who's all about winning is Chris Tops Porzingis. We saw the story tonight. He was, he was, he was, the New York Post corralled him outside his apartment. And he said, no, no, I love New York. I love New York Porzingis, who of course blew off the end of season meeting because he didn't like the direction of the New York Knicks. Now follow me on this, Chris, because this is, this is my opinion of how the Porzingis thing has played out. He knows it's his team now. He knows it is. He's not comfortable with talking yet. So he says, let me do this, and this lets people know exactly how I feel about the team. I'm not going to tolerate losing because this puts a spotlight on Phil Jackson. If GMX gets a job with the Knicks and says, the first year, we're going to go with young players and build through the draft. And then after you lose 50 games, GMX says, you know what? That didn't work. I'm going to sign some stopgap guys like Noah and Rose and Brandon Jennings, and we're going to do that. And then that doesn't work. It's a 50-loss season. And then the GM says, we're going back to the young guys so they can fit into my – everybody <laughs> would laugh that guy out and he would lose a job, but it's Phil Jackson. And you got to realize he's done a horrible job with New York. Forget about the publicity with Carmelo Anthony and all the stuff he's losing – his touch with the media. I mean, changing three times his
1: philosophy for a team, Chris. Come on. No, I mean, the one The, the one good thing you can point to is that he drafted Porzingis. Yes. Yeah. And I give, you, I give you some credit. I give you some credit for Hernan Gomez. Yes, Willie got him credit you know, there. He's, he's, yeah, he's played well. But the problem is that Phil's pissed off uh, Porzingis. You know, Porzingis <laughs> is smart enough. He's been in New York long enough to know to say the right thing when the New York Post, you know, hems him up. But um, this is a real problem uh, because if Porzingis is sitting there thinking, man, I don't want to spend, like, you know, my next six, seven years of my career, the six, seven, first six years of my prime in this dysfunction, in this circus atmosphere where we don't know, to your point, where, you know, Our philosophy's changing every year. You know, Phil is going at star player. Maybe next time it'll be me, you know, instead of Melo, once it becomes my team, as you said. And, you know, you rarely see a guy leave a city before his first max deal, you know, like instead of taking that money. But uh, they got to make sure that does not happen with Porzingis. I said it today on TV. I think he's the most important player that they've had since Patrick Ewing. Now, he's not the best yet. I mean, Melo is better, and, you know, Amari, when he got there, was better, and Sprewell and Houston, you know, obviously had some big years for him. But those guys weren't building block guys of a potential contender. And, you know, they they never kind of – they were supposed to be, but they never really handed out like that. Porzingis venus is a guy you drafted he's homegrown so to speak um and you hope that he delivers you a ewing type run and if you're already pissing him off in his second year um i mean if i'm in his shoes i'm i gotta admit i'm saying you know what i gotta do what's best for me because this is a madhouse and they don't know what the heck they're doing <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, so they better straighten it out. They better straighten it out.
2: Follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Broussard. That's at Chris underscore Broussard. And the latest in the zone podcast he talks LeBron, Phil versus Melo, and how to fix the Celtics at Chris underscore Broussard. There Take it that is, the pin tweet at the top. Chris, as always, man, appreciate it. Next time I see you, we got to talk because I finally saw Get Out. We got to talk about it. We'll oh yeah! About that move.
1: Definitely, absolutely, definitely, and 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 always remember this: you will not rook me. <laughs> that I mean, is you not that rook there you five go. Four. But you will not rook me. But they're not going <laughs> to rook us.
3: <laughs> well done. Take well played.
1: For data. Chris uh, yeah. See you, buddy.
2: Chris. We'll <laughs> talk to you
3: soon. Look at that. Listen,
2: you pissed off Porzingis in his second year. I mean, that, that, how impo- He's a Latvian kid that barely knows the country, and he, oh, I'm so happy I'm a star in New York, and you've made me mad. In, in, in two years. Just
3: how fast that went from oh, being the, the darling and hey, let's trot him out for signings and appearances and this is our new guy and now you're going to try to trade Carmelo Anthony for a bucket of balls and expired contracts <laughs> of guys sitting on couches. You're not getting anything <laughs> viable back for him. Please. Twitter at How About
2: Afresca? Great visit as always with Chris Broussard. We're live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute, something that shocked me today and I didn't think this subject could shock me but it did. First, here's what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO and find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Today, the Patriots visited the White House. Half the Patriots, Super Bowl winning champs, attended. 34 attended. 68 were invited. Tom Brady did not go. We told you earlier in the show why Tom Brady chose his image and his career over his friends, quote, in President Donald Trump, because... He just got his image back on track. He wasn't going to wreck it by going to the White House and have people say bad things about him. He could have
3: worn sleepwear. He could have. He could have put his own TV-12 stuff for Donald Trump.
2: Could have done that. Uh, But as anybody who is an entertainer, they will always choose their image, their career over their friends and their family. Write it down.
3: But it's pretty damning. Uh, it's it's take true. On. No, it's but it's true. It's true about people. that career. People. in these businesses. No, uh, but they're all career people. Everybody. Makes Every. Their no. Choice. People
2: have a career, but when you're talking about a career in the public spotlight, when people desire that hug, that image, that money, that chance of the golden lifestyle, everybody is always going to choose. Anything to do with that over friends and family? Well, because I think
3: I'm going to turn heel on air. Okay. I think I've been pretty I nice. I mean, that would be and, pretty cool. And, and I think I'm just going to go the other route and try to get the, the hate-viewing <laughs> numbers up. Why'd try, you watch longer? Because I hate that guy. Anybody who
2: has that career, wants a career in entertainment, sport, whatever, they will always choose that over their friends. It's a shame, but it always happens that way. But that's not shocking to me. This is what was shot Even though I shouldn't be shocked. Rob Gronkowski visited the White House, and as part of his visit, interrupted Press Secretary Sean Spicer's briefing, asking Spicer if, uh, hey, need me to come up there and uh, take some questions?
4: Can I just... Give me some help. Uh, (laughs) I think I got this, but thank you. Uh, Maybe. All right, thanks, man. I'll see you in a minute.
1: Uh,
4: Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. All
2: right, that was cool. Rob Gronkowski interrupting the much maligned Sean Spicer's press briefing to see if he needed any help. This is why this is shocking to me, is that the casualness, and this is something, you you know, love Donald Trump, hate Donald Trump, it doesn't matter. The casualness of this White House is stunning. I mean, from President Trump ordering... Bombs being dropped and making big decisions from Mar-a-Lago over chocolate cake, you know, from uh, Kellyanne Conway's picture with her feet up on the couch in the Oval Office, you know, Trump on Twitter, whenever he feels like it, tweeting out stuff about whatever the hell he wants to, getting his news from television, you know, get, getting his news from Fox News A different places he watches on TV. The casualness of this White House is stunning. And to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, let's do a bit where Rob Gronkowski comes in and, and, you know, interrupts Sean Spicer's briefing. I mean, even that shocked me. And it shouldn't because this White House is the definition of casual. I can't believe guys actually wear suits. I expect them to come in dressed like you, a T-shirt, shorts. Flip-flops like you're wearing today. Yeah, ready to go? Uh, I got my suntan lotion on. What do we got? I'm going to head out after this. What do, what do you want to know about? What do you want to talk about? Not Russia? a single what guy. North Korea, what do you want?
3: No, not a single guy running around the White House or any of those grounds have the calves to match mine.
2: Can't do it. They, no, they probably, that, well, I don't know. I think the Secret Service guys probably do. I would take Secret Maybe Service a calves yours. over yours.
3: I think you're, you're, you're faulty logic. What <laughs> Faulty logic?
2: I'm taking a Secret Service guy over you for calves.
3: I'm not saying for, for wit and for radio personality. No, I, I think you've now demeaned just, me just one too many times. I, I, I think that's... I really, You're you shots at me. You
2: have the calves of a Secret Service age like me saying I could be shortstop of the Mets. You look, have said that Look in how the past. good Cabrera's been the last couple of years. I couldn't beat him out. Now, could I beat out Reyes
3: at third? Absolutely. But can you actually put the ball in play? You're, yeah, that I wouldn't might, drop pop-ups ahead like him. Would would hit one oh four like either? Right, I'm not trying to escalate your blood pressure. I could throw the I ball know. across the diamond unlike David Wright. I could do these things. Well, you just have to get on the field and you've already <laughs> won up right. David Wright. But we go through this process and there were a lot of questions coming in and and how many guys were gonna arrive at said White House and we knew of six or seven who'd said they weren't gonna go. Didn't think it would escalate to thirty four. Uh-huh. Rob Gronkowski coming in and being part of it. I can't say I'm shocked. I didn't know it would be at the press secretary briefing. Yeah, right. I would have anticipated That's some random I mean appearance in another another part of the White House. Well, oh, he got himself what, in trouble situation in this room. room? That, in this room we had no idea existed, right? <laughs> Cuz you got public tours, you got other pieces like, "Hey, we found him downstairs. He was hanging out watching Whatever security videos with these guys. <laughs> in He's a next to see secret. Bannon
2: in NSA meeting. Oh, sorry, Bannon's not in the meeting. Gronk would be, I but, mean, you, but really? you have
3: no idea. Like you're expecting <laughs> something like that, so to have him become part of a bit, and it really, if it was pre-planned, because that's part of what comes out you know. as the day goes on. And you're thinking, all right, it was a bit to get Gronk involved, much like he has been at these WWE events. Again, not comparing the White House or. Be any of that to <laughs> WWE, but where you can use the personality and have a moment of levity. And just, Spicer didn't sell it well. Like, if, that, not, if that was part if of it. If you're
2: going to do it, yeah, if you're going to do it. You got to sell. Like, I mean, the casualness of this White House is, if you're going to do it, have Gronk take questions. Have him come in and just start taking questions. Whatever it is.
3: Yeah, it's so a missed opportunity for a little more comedy, but it's Gronkowski being... The, the the big goofball that, that shows up and we, we love him because that's that's all it is. He's that guy that hasn't grown up. But for the White House visit, that's the biggest, biggest story of the day. And I, I think when it's all said and done, if that's the only thing that went a little off center, I think they'll take
2: it. <laughs> Hey, Gronk, uh, what kind of grade do you give uh, the government for dealing with Russia? And he would say, I give everybody D's across the board. And someone would say, what do you mean
3: by D's? D's nuts! And they're bowing, and you're done! I'm a little disappointed that the drop came so quickly. I was hoping that there was some dramatic pause to make you sweat. Hey, Gronk, what do you think about uh, radio legend Rick Dees? Dees nuts! All right, thanks. I appreciate that. At times, there were some bits that got a little out of control with Rick Dees. There's so no question about it. Hey, Gronk, did you get
2: Dees when you were at Arizona? Dees nuts! All right, thanks. I appreciate that. Go ahead stay eligible.
3: And now you're just celebrating <laughs> it. A little bit too, too much. A oh,
2: fiesta. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. How about a fresca, the Jason Smith Show?
3: Jason, Mike Harmon, we are live
2: from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we're going to play... Guess the fine. I'm very, very excited about Shut it. Shut up, Tim. This is yes! not about you. And hopefully we get a little bit of Bruce juice. Fox.
3: No R. Kelly? The streak is over. What the hell, man? This is like this is like JaVale McGee missing a shot. I don't know what to do. This is Ripken-esque right here. Ah, <sighs> uh, just had to wait a little bit. Heart rate started rising. Yeah, you all right now? You better so I can get back into a more of a slide over baby right. hot oil kind of That's mode. Good, taking me off schedule. Get ready for the line. Get ready, everybody. Get together. Come on. Oh, oh my, oh. Gorilla Monsoon, what could this be?
2: Who's making his way to the ring area now? It's it's Bruce Juice.
3: Bases low to the pitch. Ah! swinging a high fly ball to deep center field. Enciardi moving back. Way back on the warning track at the wall. It is gone. Goodbye. Felicia. Bryce Harper has done it again. Off Julio Tehran for the second straight at bat. Bye,
2: Felicia. You know... If Bryce Harper's two home runs were such a big deal tonight, he would have actually trend it on social media. But Jay Bruce is a guy trending and still trending with two home runs. Oh,
4: two home runs.
2: <laughs> and you are fake screaming ears. while you're at it?
4: He's not trending. He was trending all night, Jay Bruce. He was Bruce. trending for. Way yeah, too long. New York City he was. By Stop. the way,
3: you know it, we're going to be off air, and it'll be Ben Maller coming up next. Yeah, but want to make sure we get people started the right way because in certain time zones, it is four twenty. So, good times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> Love lo- lo- loving four twenty like that.
1: Hey man,
2: get you in the mood.
3: <laughs> Sports radio, dude. I'm all about bringing people together. I'm a very inclusive. Yeah. I, not... I like to wrap everybody in a big bear hug. That's what I do. Okay. I like that. From these Geico studios, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Each and every one of you listening right now. I mean, I'm not going to physically hug you. Who wants a mustache ride?
4: Are <laughs> you on, on fun? You're,
3: you're not. Went really... a little deeper than I thought. But... You're not really wearing pants,
2: so I'm glad you're not hugging me. That's number one erroneous fox sports radio jason in my ass (laughs) mike Harmon. good news good news good news there's a quick way you can save money switch to geico go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15 percent or more on car insurance let's play guess the fine shall we okay it was two nights ago grizzlies head coach david fisdale gave us the press conference to end all press conferences Today we found out what his fine was for criticizing the officiating following their game two loss to the San Antonio Spurs.
1: Explain it to me.
2: Well, here's what happens, David. When you criticize officiating, the NBA doesn't like it. But they're not gonna rook us. And no, they but they are gonna get money from you. The thirty thousand dollar fine that Fizdale accrued today 30, for grand. his press conference is going to be paid by the Grizzlies players grizzlies point guard mike conley says he and his teammates will pay the fine that Fizdale got quote we told him right away you're not gonna have to pay that which is kind of awesome conley sent fizzdale a uh, a text at four in the morning saying thanks so much for that obviously he blew up all over the place so that's thirty thousand dollars for david fizzdale can what? i put
3: it in perspective 30? to how much that is in mike conley's deal <laughs> sure go ahead it is Point zero zero <laughs> zero one nine six. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
2: That's a, And you know, the thing is, Fisdale's making is in like a four-year, ten million dollar contract. It's not like he's making twenty dollars a day in expenses. Well, it's Memphis; they're not paying anybody. Yeah, no, it's he's got like point, a four-year, ten million dollar deal. Point
3: zero 002 percent of Mike <laughs> Conley's contract. He's got that in, in,
2: in, in. He's got a guy that walks with him that just holds his money oh, you need that 30, I got it right here. It's like in The Wire, you know, you missed, there's one of the great scenes in The Wire was when uh, one of the guys walks up to Avon and says, I need money to open a gym. He says, what do you need? He says, 15000 He goes, oh, 15000 ah! thousand!" Yeah, yeah, give him fifteen thousand, and the guy just counts out money and hands it. To it's him. Not a bad way to be. He says, "Oh, you don't know, give him twenty. That's he says, "Oh, fifteen. That's what you need off it. Here, give him twenty. Give him I twenty grand." I <laughs>
3: aspire to be either of the guys on the on the right side of that transaction. Either the guy saying, "Hey, give him fifteen or the guy counting it off and snapping that off because that's kind of cool. Now, here's we're gonna play guess
2: the fine because okay. after his triple double tonight, Russell Westbrook a huge night in yeah. defeat, fifty one points in his triple double, but they lose to the Houston Rockets down 2 zip. Westbrook was asked about his line following the game, and he dropped an F-bomb on national television.
1: When you look at your line on the box score, how would you grade the line? I
2: don't give a f- about the line. We lost. That was very explicit. I don't give a blank about the line. Yeah, there was no hint of anything. We lost. No, no, no. Yeah. He,
3: he didn't hint around
2: anything. He said, yeah. this is exactly what I want to say. So let's play guess the fine. I'm going to say that is a $15,000 fine for Russell Westbrook. Not he didn't criticize anybody. Yeah. He didn't he didn't make anybody look that he did you oh you can't curse on national T V fifteen thousand
3: dollars. See I think he gets an extra ten grand for the choice of curse word. Okay. So I'm going twenty five grand twenty five grand.
4: All right what do you got golden? Knights? Now is that the MBA's fine or the FCC's fine? Well, well the F C C is a whole other down. thing. Yeah. yeah. For oh, him, I
2: Dropping can't. An <laughs> I can't believe that was uh, put it out there. No, no. Yeah, but end- if they
3: can go hundreds of thousands of dollars because you have a giant star on your boob, they they can get after him for cursing. Well, <laughs> but we'll know. We'll know the NBA. We're going NBA fine first. Seventy-five k. Whoa,
2: seventy-five k.
4: Yeah.
2: All right. So I'm going fifteen. You're going twenty-five. You're going seventy-five. So that's more than double worse what Fisdale did.
1: Take
3: yeah, that for data. Well, Fizdale didn't Take curse. He data. only got angry for a couple of seconds. We played it and watched it repeatedly in the Geico studios. It's one of the finest non-rant rants we've ever seen.
2: Now, 15 grand. 15, 15, I'm going to say 15 grand. Who's paying it? Uh, Russell Westwood's going to get everybody else he didn't pass to tonight to pay how for it. How about that? Now you're talking. My buddy Ben Malik coming up next. Twitter and how about a fresca, Fox?
0: Zumo Zumo Play.